Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 21 of season 13. This is episode number 452 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. Oh, Joel Miller, you've just found the marble in the oatmeal. You're a lucky, lucky, lucky little boy. Because you know why? You get to drink from the fire hose. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, Dustin from RockinThatIDLife.com and Realtor Mike Burgoyne. You can email at Mike at StrikeWithMike.com. For proudly sponsoring the show, please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Thursday, February 29th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Disney Channel, wherever you get live video casts. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on all social channels is at LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, call into Sports Open Line and tell them Let's Go Blues Radio is better, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Potter, and I'm joined by Kurt Price and Bill Day. Producer Austin is facing allegations regarding tackling a plus-size model that resulted in her having a broken foot. You guys get the reference to that? No, no. Tyree Kill. That is a Tyree. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, That's uh, the allegations against him right now. He's um. The agenda for tonight includes the Blues' losing streak, a player making a return to the lineup, a friend of the show getting a ridiculously awesome accomplishment that he's been working on for a long time. All that and more on this gentrified episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. I am joined by two lovely men who filled in for me last week, so I want to thank both of you for uh, running with the reins last week as uh, I had some things come up, but um, good to be back. We were fine. It's actually so a great show. One of the best. I make I make a, a point to listen to every episode that I miss. <laughs> I have not had any time at all to listen to a lick of the episode. So you guys could literally tell me, oh, oh yeah, we talked about aliens landing on Mars. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course you did. It was a it was a nice it was a really nice hour and 10 minute show. 
<laughs> no. Uh, I, I mean, it was, you know, it, we, we had a good show. We always have a good show, you know, with or without you. That's the way the show, that's why the show works so well. We are yep. interchangeable. That's true. It's always a good that's, show. And that's, that's what we always tell each other. When one of us is like, dude, I'm sorry, we can't make it. It's like, that's why we have three hosts, three awesome hosts. So we make it work. Yeah. Uh, well, I agree. Yeah. Well, good. Bill, I'm good to hear you, from you. Thanks for piping up. I'm with, I'm with you, you fellas. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to try to fuck around with my lighting. I don't know what the hell happened, but all right, that's a little better. You look great, Bill. You look, you look good. Yeah, very good, very good. What What are you, you wearing? You You have a face for the podcast, Kurt. What are you wearing right now? What is that uh, hoodie you got on? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna talk about this? Okay, I'll bring it up. Oh wow, a pickleball jersey. I or hoodie. I should have known. Yeah, pickle for fun. It's a cult. I mean, uh, a club I belong to. A, a group. It's a group within a club. Pickle for fun. I think I've seen that Peter North movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jenna Jameson, Peter North, yeah, yeah. two crossing eras. Great stuff. Great. Stuff. Um, also yeah, pickle me tender. Pickle me tender. <laughs> pickle me sweet. Uh, it's a gherkin. Um, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, small group. Actually, it's gotten me pretty big. Actually, uh, group of people that we uh, have a lot of fun with uh, pickleball, a lot of. Uh, group outings and uh, tournaments and uh, just fun activities and stuff. It's uh, it's a good time, and it is a cult. I I, I, I jokingly said it wasn't, but it it is technically probably qualifies a, as a cult. Would you call it a, <laughs> so, a, a? I can't I can't do it. I was gonna try and mix your name with cult. Curlt? Did you call it curlt. a curlt? Curlt. I don't know what that is. <laughs> a curt of sure. personality. Mm-hmm. A cult. A curt of personality. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got Justin Scott over in the YouTube chat. Uh, first of all, welcome everybody who's listening hey. live. He says the boys are Justin live. Scott? What? Yeah. No, I'll say Justin Scott says good shit. We just have good shit on that one. Yeah. Well, it's literally good shit. We do. We do. He says, says the boys are live. Can't wait to hear some good shit tonight. Definitely got some topics to discuss tonight. Yes, we do. As we always do. As same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was not was. So we've got a, a couple announcements here, uh, but Kurt, I'll let you uh, let you have the floor here, as I know you've got an announcement you want to make to all of our wonderful yeah. in the St. Louis slash, uh, let's just call it the St. Louis metro area. The metro area, yeah. Um, there is a VIP party at Sports and Social at Ballpark Village this Saturday, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, this is, and just you, 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 and everyone is invited. Come on down. Uh, you just go to the front door, check in, say you're with the Crit Price VIP party, and you will uh, be given, I, I guess it's a wristband of sorts, whatnot, and you'll get uh, specials on $3 draft beers, $4 uh, call cocktails, and $5 house wines and hoop teas. Uh, and there's uh, $2 off appetizers. So if you've never been to sports and social, Ballpark Village, it is uh, in that courtyard area, um, kind of uh, adjacent to Cardinals Nation. And uh, it's uh, they have a bar inside. They have food options, and they have some games you can play. Uh, I think it's like ping pong, air hockey, uh, ski ball, uh, some other stuff, uh, and tables and stuff. So you hang out and chat. And there's a bunch of TVs in there for sports and stuff. So uh, it's a it's a good little hangout. And uh, come on down for uh, some uh, a VIP party uh, where you get the specials on drinks and such. So it'll be a good time. Eight o'clock, eight p.m. to eleven p.m. This Saturday, that's uh, March second. Right. That that will give everyone a great outlet 
to you know to go and drink away yet another blues loss um for <laughs> another saturday afternoon game yeah watch the watch the blues uh struggle to score goals and uh come on down and uh, have some uh, cheap alcohol a good question yeah. that i'm not sure you're either of you will be able to answer do you know if they will have the city game on I don't know why they would not. Okay. I'm, well, I'm asking, uh, do uh, they this, have Apple TV is guess what I'm asking. Well, it's called Sports and Social, and right. it is a St. Louis downtown bar, and it, they should. I don't know if they do, but they should. Uh, anyone can call and ask a Sports and Social. Well, so it, I don't think uh, they call it it anymore, but in South County, we have a bar here. I will not name names because I do like the bar, um, but they used to call <laughs> themselves the South County home for St. Louis Blues fans, but they did not have the NHL package. And I believe they still don't. So I'm like, huh. you can't call yourself the home of Blues fans and not co- co- carry any NHL games outside of the Blues. Technically. I know you can, but it the, doesn't no, seem I mean, right. What I mean is if they're the home of the Blues and and they have all the Blues games on, I think that qualifies. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, you can't, it doesn't You, you want right. to be, you want to be, you want to have other NHL games right. on. I feel icky yes. about it. Like, if you're a hockey if bar. I'm, if you're going to, basically, yeah, that's what they're basically claiming. We're a hockey right. bar. You go in there right. on a non-Blues night, you can't watch hockey. So that's that's my point. Um. So I also, uh, yes, that sounds awesome. I don't know if I'll be there. I think Bill said he's going to do his best to be there. Uh, I'm working on it. We'll see. But uh, thanks for the invite, Kurt. Again, uh, yeah, seriously. For those, you got you got you to say my name uh, to get the the pa- to, to be. I guess it's a wristband they give you. I don't know where it is, but uh, just you got to say you're with with the Kurt Price VIP party, and they'll give you their your thing, and then you can get your discounts. And it's a uh, so. VIP party at the Sports and Social. Which uh, where is that located? Ballpark Village, uh, right next to Cardinals Nation, in that uh, that courtyard there. Okay, that, uh, where the where that astroturf field is. Yep, it's right. It's right in there. Very cool. Yeah, I would think if it's especially if it's at Ballpark Village, you have to think they have overarching oh. that the entire place has Apple TV. So you would hope. I I mean, it's yeah. You would you can't. You're you're in Ballpark Village. It's a, I mean, <laughs> it's like the sports hub of downtown, right? Yep. You you kind of. You have to have everything. Yeah, I would hope. Uh, other announcement that I do not have listed, but I did want to call note to it for our uh, local teams. Uh, good luck to the Blues Youth Hockey. Uh, well, let's just say, let's just call it St. Louis area, St. Louis metro area hockey teams as uh, the Blue Note Cup is set for March 2nd to the 3rd. Uh, Blues Youth Hockey is presented by First Community. Tournament will take place at Centene Community Ice Center. So that is this weekend. Uh, There is literally games. I'm looking at the schedule now. Excuse me. Saturday from uh, 9 a.m. to about 8.30. And Sunday from about 8.40 to about 6 o'clock at night. So uh, there will be games all weekend. If you're interested in seeing some up-and-coming St. Louis, and not just St. Louis, we have... People from all over the country that come here, um, 35 different teams from Missouri, Illinois, and Arkansas took home a Blue Note Cup in 2023, uh, and now a new crop of teams will get a chance to earn that title. Uh, something I noted that I don't remember them doing before, I've gone to the Blue Note Cup, a couple different games here and there the last couple of years. I don't think they've done this before, um, but I could be wrong if you've attended, correct me. Fans attending the Blue Note Cup will have the opportunity to purchase new and game-used Blues equipment from Rinkside Reserve, which will be open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. until 5 
on Sunday. So if you are in the area and you want to watch some local youth hockey, it is a, a very fun tournament to watch. Lots of good hockey, some of the best in the area. And again, apparently they've got uh, equipment for sale that you can go in and buy. So uh, might be going just for that reason alone. Check that out. You guys ever attended Blue Note Cup before? I have not. I have not enough. either. I've got a friend that's actually a listener of the show, listener Leon. His uh, his sons participated the last couple of years. I'm not sure if they're there this year, but uh, if he is, I will be heading out there, listener Leon, and I will check out his game. Just let me know when that is. You know, listener Leon, that sounds like uh, like a repeat guest on a shock jock morning radio it show. It really does. Listener Leon. Yep. <laughs> That's why I call him that. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's move into official beers of episode number 452. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. Uh, you got Kurt Price at C Price 12. I, myself, Jeff Ponder, J Ponder 94. Bill is at Billy Blue Note 33. Um, ooh, we've ran across some hard times. Let's give it one more week. Because uh, we usually try to switch that up when that happens. I'll give it one more week, Kurt. We'll we'll start with you. I was gonna say I I'll, I will relinquish uh, my mm, pole position. I guess you'd say with this. Man, pole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, I I will we'll we'll give it yeah one more week. And if uh, how many games we got this week? We've got. Uh, Hang on, it's at the bottom here. Uh, uh, we just lost two. So we've got three this week. Okay, so if we don't if we don't do better than two and one, or if we don't do two and one or better, like if we're if we're five hundred or worse, then somebody else take it. All right, all right. Five. I would say if we don't go three for three and zero, oh, because we got to start winning, going on some streaks here to get back in the playoffs. How about at but, least two one? Five, five out of six points. How about at least five out of six or better? Five out of six or better. Okay. All right. So five or six. That works. Next three. Okay. Uh, this week. On uh, Reading Rainbow, I don't know why I said that. Uh, I'm doing the uh, marshmallow and chocolate uh, milk stout, the uh, the uh, Charleston Chew, mm. Col- uh, candy candy bar stout from uh, Four Hands in St. Louis, Missouri. I am um, I keep finding these. I found this in my fridge downstairs. <laughs> I thought I was done with the candy bar stouts, but I have one more. I'm like, oh, I guess I better drink it. So. It's just you know every yeah you you've been there right every you just you're doing something in the house like oh you find a beer like behind the couch or <laughs> you know between the couch, uh, uh, <laughs> between the couch the, cushions <laughs> behind that, the dehumidifier that, in the that's, basement that's yeah. the sign of an alcoholic when you're just hiding beer all over the house <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I get my workbench out in the garage and I find oh there's half a six pack underneath the, uh, the back of the toolbox ah I forgot that was back there um. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna have this tonight, which I which I enjoy. It's not my favorite of the candy bar shouts, but it's a good one. Bill, you've uh, I've you said you I've had it. You, it is it, okay. it's good. Um, yeah. My second beer tonight will be um, if if I get to a second beer tonight, which judging by the looks of things on you beer will. number one, yeah, you will. Yeah, I'll get there. Um, Especially I'll do the, with the games uh, we're about one. to talk about. Oh, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try the almond joy one. That's the I've had the other two. Really like the Snickers one. Um, mm-hmm. Charleston yep. shoe wasn't bad, but the Snickers one was definitely better. Yep, I agree. especially because I was eating a Snickers pie while oh. drinking. It. it was very good. Oh, that's also um, a great movie with Peter North. Snickers pie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Peter North. Uh, Obviously, Jeff has it. You know, yeah, and it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I was flipping through the stations, and you saw on, Peter North. Uh, no, well, yeah, but um, it was a Vice channel, and I'm just going through the 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 guide, and it, I said, to, you know, the sh- a show was Sex Before the Internet. I'm like, eh, oh, okay, let's do it. And I so I, I flipped it on, and the and they they were talking about scrambled porn and every and they were talking about how that you were watching scrambled porn porn so closely just looking for a nipple yep. or something you and he was like yeah that's it there it is that made it worth it um so that was kind of funny because i was like oh my god every and how that's a thing that's not today's kids will never understand today's that. kids will never <laughs> understand the 20 minutes you're just staring at the tv looking for anything a nipple yep. or something yep <laughs> They don't, they don't know. Um, they don't know. I, I I got all right. I got to tell this awful parent story. Something I I did. So okay. I I too long to tell. I this the what I use to watch uh, cable, TV, hockey, be, uh, baseball, whatever. Uh, it's just a program that I have. It's it's um, something that I've downloaded and it allows me to view whatever. And, and there's different channels on there. Every now and then, shit gets added. That I'm just like, oh, that's new, and I'll just kind of, you know, peek at whatever it is. I was literally sitting there with my son, and I was scrolling through, and you know, we're sitting together. I've got my arm around him. We're watching hockey, and I just hit the scroll button, and I accidentally scrolled all the way to the bottom, and I'm like, adult live video. I'm like, what is that? And so I looked, and it said like every channel name was like XXX, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Allison Tyler does this XXX. And I'm like, and that is a real porn star name, by the way. But I'm like, okay, what is that? No, I'm like, that can't be. There's no way. There's not adult channels on here. Idiot Jeff, go ahead and just turn it on. Sure. <laughs> so I turned it on. Sure. And oh, yeah, there is quite the scene going on as I turn it mm-hmm. on. And my son, who is nonverbal, out loud just goes, Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh no, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. I'm like, oh God, what an I idiot. didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, so oh, so yeah, next stuff. week, next week. Is that what that's for? Plan on a two person show as Jeff will be definitely facing allegations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. real life allegations. My wife was yeah. in the room too, and she's what like, was that? My wife, my wife was in the room too, and she just goes, "Why would you click that?" I was like, "It's a new channel. I had to see what it was." What and she's like, what "You knew what it? it was." What channel was it? It's it's just some programmable internet streaming channel, I guess. That my server picked Spice. Up. You get Spice Channel? No, it's not Spice. <laughs> Playboy Channel? I don't know. Playboy bought Spice. Was... You know, I learned a lot from that 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 uh, that show. Sex before the we are the Playboy so Channel bought Ice TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was actually quite interesting to be honest. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to lie to you. It was it's pretty good. Bill, I think you're up next for. I think we're still on beer. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Are, are we sure? Um, I had a- as Justin Scott's just talking hockey in the chat. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys want to talk hockey? You want to hear hockey talk? Watch the chat because apparently they're yeah, the, go the only ones that talk hockey. Right. <laughs> uh, I had I had a whole theme thought up for this selection in my beer tonight, and now I just don't think I can follow through with it after all that talk. So, you know, mine tonight is uh, 
Fudge Packer. Oh, <laughs> Das Vidanya rye barrel aged. It is a. It is. It's a rye whiskey barrel aged imperial stout. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, it's uh, it'll be appropriate for all. You know, we'll be saying Das Vidanya to all way too many players because we're playing like shit right now and we need we need to just turn some of this roster over but uh, the big beaver yeah. just got here i'm so confused don't worry everybody who's listening is too with a name like baked beaver you are you shouldn't be yeah you're fit you're fitting right in with the conversation right now <laughs> <laughs> um my beer also a chocolate stout um what did i do with this oh here it is we all have chocolatey beers we do uh, just a show favorite here. Uh, Four hands, peanut butter, and chocolate, milk stout, absence of light. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful beer. Um, it has been my go-to for rough days. And so I did have one of these earlier today after work. So uh, just a wonderful beer. Uh, all right. Let's get into some actual hockey talk here, folks. Um, roster updates for the Blues. So we've seen these uh, kind of occur uh throughout the week, but uh, Justin Falk was activated from the IR on Monday. Uh, Falk missed the last 12 games before that due to a uh, lower body injury. The Blues assigned Matthew Kessel to Springfield uh, when that happened. Um, I had said, and I know your guys' points are valid, so I know you'll make them here. Um, I had said I didn't like this move. I thought it's time to move Tyler Tucker down. Uh, I don't care that he has to go through waivers. If you're worried about losing Tyler Tucker, you are worried about something completely silly because to me at this point, I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't know if he's ever really going to truly be an NHL defenseman. So I didn't like sending Kessel down, but I guess at the same time, if you're moving Tyler Tucker down, you're probably putting Kessel in his place, which means he is going to be your seventh defenseman. So at that point, wouldn't you rather he get the minutes in Springfield? So I have, I have turned the corner to say, I think it's the right move. If you can move Kessel down, go ahead and do it. And that way he's getting the playing time in Springfield. Right. I suppose. Yeah, it's it's the logical move, but I, I would have rather seen Tucker go down, risk losing him on waivers, and let Kessel get some some time in the press box to to watch the game from a different perspective. And uh, yeah. you know, I he was I, so good. Yeah, and he's initially just, he's you know it's it's at, you know late in the season, he's still young, still adapting to you know a long season, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought just a, a little more rest, but maybe maybe they've uh, you know got a better plan with sending him down, and these are the things you need to work on. You'll be back up if we make the playoffs. His, 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 he was really good. Uh, the first handful of games he played and then it tailed off. Right. Um, and, and he wasn't, it was particularly bad actually a couple of games near the end there. But, um, I, again, I, I'm, I, he's young and, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully him, you know, uh, progressing as a player and, uh, taking the next step, uh, next year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hundred percent with you. I think he is a future piece of this blues defense. I think when this team's good, I think Matthew Kessel's a good third or fourth defenseman, possibly even on this team. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that's going to fill in for in a, um, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to call it, but, but kind of in a uh, Nick Letty, like possible, 
uh, second defenseman to your top defenseman, possible third guy, uh, good puck mover, maybe like a Krug, but not so much a power play quarterback. Um, so I just, I like his skating ability. I think he's really good at, at breaking up plays. He gets in the middle, he ties up sticks. Um, I agree. His play really did tail off there the last, I'd say six or seven games. I even made the comment, I think on this show that, that, you know, it was a big deal when he finally got his first NHL point. And I'm like, yeah, but this was his worst game as an NHL <laughs> player. So it's hard to like fully praise that point because it's like you were better before you scored the point so and then it just kind of went got worse from there so we'll see uh but justin falk so far uh i don't think his i think he's looked better than he's looked all season so maybe he is finally uh fully healthy and the the um forgotten man callie rosen just sputtering along he's a he's a free i see he's a free agent restricted or un let's see he is he'll be unrestricted is a unrestricted free agent next season man they're not going to resign him are they nope he's whatever reason and honestly again i think if you can improve your defense in other ways it you could have a cali rosen loss it's not the end of the world but he is still, to me, one of the better defensemen on this team, and it's crazy he's not getting the minutes. Yep, cheap yep. and effective. Yep, and that's- cheap and effective, and he's 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 getting blocked by the the players with no trade clauses. Uh, five of them right now uh, on the on the Blues uh, roster: Falk, Krug, Pareko, Letty, Scandella. Who, you know, to be honest, Scandella's had a a, a good year, great year for him. for him. Yeah, and Letty's been. I thought he'd been okay. Uh, and Preco's been great. Krug's been better than last year. And Falk has not, but whatever. Um, they're not going to sit those guys. Right. So that's five of the six right there. And and Falk, you know, to yeah, to his credit, he has been dealing with injury for, for a while now. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's painful to, to see that there's just no flexibility. Um, you know, Army locked us in to this five- headed monster of a defense that that we're we're seeing and you know just i don't know when we get into the hockey talk maybe maybe a good topic is you know is it is it an issue of the well into the game talk i should say not the hockey i was gonna say are we not in hockey talk right now we get into the game talk it it would be a a possible good topic is you know is, is it an issue of the offense not helping the defense enough or what because they're just there have been so many boneheaded plays in the last few games yeah i agree uh casey gorak over in facebook chat says totally disappointed this week but listening to you guys makes me realize what's happening and not jump to just getting pissed off great job of breaking everything down um this was a discussion piece we had and, and we don't have to get fully into this now but uh that i had earlier in the year of I'm not pissed. Like I'm rare. I, I'm not walking out of games when they lose, even when they get blown out. What the fuck moments? Cause to me, this is who this team is. So for me, I'm not getting upset. And I still, to this point, we're in all basically March at this point. And, and I'm not, I'm still at this point where I'm not really like, what the fuck? Like turn the TV off, throw the controller. You're like, I'm not, I've not been there all year, and and I think it's just expectations are what you need to remember. Well, it's two things, I, I bet. It's 
our expectations for this team going into the season, which, like you said, is about where we thought they'd be. Also, it's we've we've got the cup win in 19. Yeah. That's never going to go away. There's not that lingering motherfucker. We're never going to win the cup. We're this is you know it's just there's not that extra level of frustration on your shoulders from like still not being a cup winner. Okay, we've got the cup win. We, 19. So now it's like okay, now we're trying to get number two. Yep. And that's not near as. I mean, we're still close enough to 19 to where it's like, you know, we're not throwing our arms up in uh, in in ridiculous disgust, you know. Although you know, the 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 sane fans aren't. There are a lot of fans out there that are just like batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, the winning the cup of 19 that goes a long way for uh, future frustration. And I'll say, I had some moments last year where I was throwing my arms up. What the fuck? Like, and I think honestly, it was because. You could see defensively there was a structure issue, and Mike Van Ryn was still behind the bench every single yeah. night. And it's like, oh my God, it's glaring this problem. Get rid of this motherfucker. Guess what? Right. He's gone this year. We still have our defensive problems, but not at all oh. like we saw last year. So for it me, it's like so I, can't, much I can't even get that mad because I'm like, at least they made the big. Uh, uh, organizational change they need to make to make this team be able to actually even compete to make the playoffs. Jesus Christ. Was that, I just saw an amazing goal. Uh, the Kings scored on Vancouver and Vancouver, by the way, tonight wearing their best jerseys I've ever had. So are you uh, saying black skate, uh, LI black scored on Vancouver? Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're black skate jerseys. Uh, Man, who was that? I need to get that game. Oh on. my god! Yeah, I'm, I'm. That was an that was an amazing right-handed, sh- left-handed shot from the left circle, uh, far post. Oh my god! That was that was. I was uh, stupidly Jeez. on Chicago and Colorado. I have no idea why I was watching. Yeah, that that's game. that's what I'm on right yeah, now. I, yeah, yeah, it was four nothing. Uh, yeah, I've got LA yeah. Vancouver is a Woo! better game. That was a good shot. That was amazing. Yeah, I just changed it, and I agree. So, that and, jersey is beautiful. Oh, that jersey is sick. Yeah. yeah, it's good. None, none of this. I mean, you know, I mean, I like the colors of the the rectangle with the hockey stick. But what the fuck is that? It's a rectangle with a hockey stick. Come on. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, either. I like the colors. I don't like but, the one that, yeah, that said like Canucks or, or no, it was Vancouver across the the top too. Yeah, that not a fan of that either. Too. I always hated the whale breaking through the sea. I know some people like that. I yeah, I didn't it. like that either. I didn't like it. I agree. Um, just yeah, the Messier era. The All right, guys. DVs. I am the DVs. Come on, guys. I am hard up against a break. Hard up <laughs> against a break. Um, so we're gonna take it. Uh, so when we get back from break, we have got plenty to discuss. Hold on. Oh Jesus! I one more thing. What? I did. Yeah. One more. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Not correct. So, <laughs> well, it's either now or never. It's ten twelve. So I, I figure we got to do it before it. the break. It, Can't do it, it after. Since I have set an alarm for Wednesdays at ten o'clock on my <laughs> wristwatch, fucking, we have not had a show on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes off yeah. at ten o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm like, damn it, we should be doing the show right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, okay. All right, we, we will not miss with the eleven o'clock. I promise. All right. Uh, so we will uh, we will be taking a break here, guys. We've got plenty to talk about, including something that directly involves a listener of this show. So, really, Ooh, what could it this be? show uh, is, it... is is a huge proponent of uh, a pro hockey league. So, is it 
Is it is it big news? It's pretty Jeff? big news. I think it's pretty damn wow. big. News. I, I mean, like, is it like nation nationwide news? It is nationwide news that directly affects a close friend of the show. Close friend of the show who is a avid listener, and I believe is even in the chat right now. Is that right? And he is he's involved with something that's nationwide in a pro hockey league. Yeah, I, I think we've teased it enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So when we get back from break, we will talk about that as well as the Blues three losses uh, this past week and everything else. Blues hockey. You are listening to Jeff, Kurt and Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rockin' That Ideal Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, slim plus Plus, to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost, lean capsules help bust those sugar cravings, and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started. And remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall and Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so we offer special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Pri- Pri- Price, Ponder, and Day. So, the big news uh, that we were teasing before break. The PWHL, which is the Pro Women's Hockey League, they have adopted, uh, I believe it's called, the is it called the Copper Plan? Uh, for, <laughs> from our friend, from our friend Adam Copper, uh, or Adam Platt. Tin, tin plan. plan, Adam Tin. tin plan. No, of Adam course, tin. the gold plan from our friend Adam Gold, uh, who, again, who is winning unlimited in the YouTube chat. So please, if you are listening live uh, and you're in YouTube, please congratulate our friend Adam Gold because we'll get to it. But this guy has put in, I mean, miles of work and years off his life for putting this thing together and uh, trying to get it implemented somewhere. So it has finally happened. And congratulations to Adam. Uh, the gold plan. You, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say that if you are familiar with uh, this goes back a ways, uh, but Shane Doan was uh, outspoken yes. and proponent of of Adam Gold's uh, plan years ago, which he didn't know that it, that he basically proposed it, and they were like, "That's already a thing. That's the Gold Plan," and he didn't even know that was what he was yeah. referring to. So it was yeah. like, "Oh, well, this Gold Plan sounds amazing." Um, yeah. So basically, if you are unfamiliar with what the Gold Plan is, uh, it emphasizes competitiveness. Competitiveness. Uh, after playoff elimination, in order to acquire the first overall pick in the following season's draft, the PWHL will be adopting the goal plan for determining the draft order. The concept was first introduced in 2012 by a then student named Adam Gold. Uh, and I, and I, I'm pretty pissed they didn't put comma listener of Let's Go Blues Radio. Like, what the right? hell? Right. Um, that's ridiculous. Come on. Uh, it would only it's it's only to his benefit. Right. Right. Yeah. Adam Adam's benefit to be associated with this show. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> right. not the other way around. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. Uh, it is definitely the other way. So basically, so starting this season, this is starting right away. Uh in the PWHL, once a team is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, it begins earning what they're calling draft order points in all subsequent games using the league standard point system. The team with the most draft order points at the end of the regular season will be awarded the first overall pick in the draft. The second non-playoff team with the most draft order points will have the second overall pick. So for those that are unfamiliar, and they they did announce more here with the playoffs with PWHL, but um, they uh, uh, there's only two teams not making the playoffs. There's only six teams to start the PWHL. So you got four teams making the playoffs. So the last two teams will be battling with those draft order points once they're eliminated. And I could be wrong, but um, I talked with Adam about this a little while ago. Um, and he said that there are a couple matchups that could potentially be direct competition for that first overall pick late in the season. So that would be fun. That is a game to tune into, which who would have thought, you know, think about it in NHL terms. You know, you've got the this season. Who are the two worst teams? What the Blackhawks and the Sharks? Uh, Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, let's say Blackhawks yeah. and Sharks. You're telling me April first, if those two were those two teams were meeting, we'd be like, that's a must see game. No, this year would be like, who fucking cares? They're both not making the playoffs. But in this system, that'd be a must see game because they're both battling for uh, supremacy to draft first. So yeah, see, seeing those franchises. Seeing those franchises both uh, go all out to try and win that game, as opposed to what happens uh, often now, is that teams will, uh, you know, sit players, uh, bring up players, whatever, to, you know, quote tank uh, or throw games at the end of the season. You know, not not play, not uh, ice their best roster. They would be icing a good roster, right? To uh, and the games would be exciting. Fans would have. I mean, fans watch games anyway, but it's usually hoping their team loses, yeah. <laughs> right? If they're if they're in competition for that number one overall pick, uh, but now they're rooting for the team in, under this plan. They'd be rooting for their team to uh, get more points after being eliminated, right? Yep. Correct. That's how it, way, yeah. it works. Yeah, so, you, you. That's fantastic. And that's the thing is like once the Blues were basically it was pretty clear last year they weren't going to make the playoffs. How many people are like tank trade everything? Let's try and get first or second overall pick, right? Well. In this plan, you're still rooting for your team to win. So for me, it's like you don't have that divide 
with the other fans of your fan base anymore of, I just want to see them win. I want to see them compete. I don't care if they make the playoffs versus the others that are like, lose every game, try to get the first overall pick. That doesn't matter anymore. Now in this, in this system, everybody wants your team to win because you get the competitiveness and you're still trying to get that first overall pick. Um, yep. Adam's in the chat here. Uh, he's got a couple things that I definitely want to uh, highlight here in a minute. But uh, just a couple of things he's mentioning here, a couple names uh, that he's thrown in there. The idea to adopt the goal plan concept was fir- first brought up by the PWHL Senior Director of Game Operations and Fan Experience, Burton Lee. Uh, Jaina Hefford, the PWHL's Senior Vice President of Ho- Hockey Operations, said she immediately loved the idea. And once the Hockey Operations Department decided to go in that direction, the league made a point to reach out to gold. Uh, he's a. This is a quote from... Uh, uh, Miss Jaina Hefford. Uh, He's a brand new PWHL fan and really excited to be a part of this and really excited that our league is now adopting the draft order that he's come up with. We're excited to see it play out this season. Um, So again, I just speaking generally from let's go blues radio, including our friend and producer Austin and the entire fan base of the show, the listener base, Adam. And for me personally, I've known, you know, Kurt, I know you too. We've known Adam for a very long time. He has talked about this plan since he came up with it. And uh, it's I've always been a fan of it. I know you have two, Kurt, Bill. I'm not sure about you, but I'm all for it. And I think this is this is amazing. And and as I've said on, on social media, testament to hard work pays off. And this is what Adam's been doing for 12 years after he adopted this idea. And uh, just want to say congrats, brother. Uh, there, I do believe on, I saw a video, I don't know if it's on YouTube or somewhere, there's a video of him giving a presentation, uh, with this plan. And I can't remember where I saw it. Um, but maybe Adam can, if that's a publicly shareable link, I don't know, but, um, maybe he could share it. But uh, I remember seeing him give a presentation on it that explains it. He has a slideshow presentation. Um, very informative. So that was, and I, and I went to pull it up on uh, YouTube thinking that might be it, but I don't see it uh, right off the bat. So yeah, congrats, Adam. That's uh, it's fantastic. Happy for you, bud. Um, looking forward to the PWHL uh, and how this works for them. And also hopefully in the future, it'd be nice to see some other leagues adopt this uh, for their model as well. Yeah. As I told them, this is a springboard. That's all this is like, it, it's exciting either way. It doesn't matter what, what, you know, uh, league adopted it first. They're going to see the fruits of the labor here, and I think teams eventually. This is going to be the way to go for all leagues. How good is it? How cool is it that uh, that he finds out that that they want to do, use his plan, and it's not something that they say, "Yeah, okay." So in in two thousand and thirty, you know, we're going to start to use this. No, no, no. They're doing it now, and they've been. <laughs> it's like that's just great. They've been an innovative league. They they came out with the the three point win system. Uh, to start the year. Uh, the other thing they announced this week also it would be reminisce if we didn't uh, uh, reveal this as well. The league also announced on Wednesday that the 2024 PWHL playoffs, which begin the week of May 6th, will include the top four teams in the regular season standings. The number one seed will be awarded the opportunity to select to select its semifinal opponent between the third or fourth place teams. The semifinal and final will be a best of five series. So, uh, we saw this a little while ago. I want to say the ECHL did this where they allowed the first team to pick who they would play uh, in the first yeah. round. So we're seeing it here. And I think I love it. I'm all for the PWHL being a 
an idea machine for all these innovative ideas uh, in in the sport of hockey. And don't think that the the upper leagues uh, don't look at this and see how this works out for these leagues because that's how this generally works. Like the NHL, Major League Baseball, NFL, they they see these other leagues adopt these systems for for whatever, and they see how it works. And okay, uh, we'll, we'll, well, it's almost like an experimental thing for them to see how it works, and then they decide if they want to possibly go that route in the future. So this is obviously uh, just a just a cool thing. Uh, Bill, we have not heard from you. What do, what are your thoughts on the goal plan? Yeah, no, I, I I love it. I love I love the idea of starting starting with incentive um, as a uh, economics major in college. I, I love that. I love you know what you know what is somebody's motivation, right? And you don't want teams tanking. That's just bad product, no matter what. So to see a professional league adopt this, you know, just awesome. Awesome to see. I love, I love the framework. Um, you know, I, I think there are probably a few people who would hate it and it's mostly going to be the broadcasters because it's going to disincentivize trades, right? You're, you're not going to want to unload, um, you know, just to, to get as many draft picks as possible. You, you're still going to need talent, right? I think this kind of plan, if it were in effect in the NHL today, it would mean Pavel Buchnevich is not being talked about as a trade target. Right. Yeah. Blues need him to get as many points as they can. And, you know, that that's what goes away is right. You're you're not going to stop wanting points. And I, I just think that's brilliant. And well, and 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 sorry, I'll just add too that. I think that the, one of the big naysayers that I've seen, like people like uh, general comments about why this doesn't they don't like it is because it would they say they say it would discourage discourage trades at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're already not seeing a ton of trades right. trade deadline. It, it's been compared to years past the last 10 years. It's been almost nothing. Um, second of all, I do still think you're going to see trades. Like maybe you're not like you said, Bill, maybe you're not moving a Buchnevich, but I still Point. think teams would still be like, because again, you're, it's not like you're trading your, um, you know, you're trading your, first pick in 2024 to pick up Buchnevich. Like most teams aren't like always doing that anyway. So for me, I would look at it like teams are still going to want something in return. Like if there's a player that's going to be an unrestricted free agent, they're either going to, that's either going to push them to try and re-sign that player, or it could say, yeah, we want to win points. We want to get more points so we can get the number one pick. But Uh, We could also trade this guy and get other assets in return that are already under contract. So I think that there would still be some hockey trades made at the trade deadline. I think, I think for, in some cases it would encourage trading just because teams, you know, might not see themselves in a position to uh, compete for the, uh, the number one pick over under the goal plan, maybe for some reason or other. And they would uh, say, you know what? Uh, we don't think we can make that work. So we're going to make some trades instead. And uh, I, that would, you know, instead of competing for the number one pick, we'll just 
make some trades and acquire picks or players that way and make hockey trades even right. You know, just to get better in general, Yeah, I, uh, not necessarily to trade for the future or trade away, trade away pro, uh, uh, talent for prospects or, or future considerations, actually make a hockey trade yep. to get better right now. Right. Yeah. And, and so like, they might make like trades to get did. better to get the number one pick. Like the blues did yeah. last year when they brought in Verona, Blay yeah. and Capitan. It was like, they can make a trade to get better to get the number one pick. Yeah. That's true that too. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely love the idea of more hockey trades and not just, you know, teams just being able to decide we're, we're going to rebuilding mode and never come out of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I would. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, once you're eliminated uh, or whatever, you know, if the traded line happens you, you, or you're, 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 you know, you're not going to be playoff team. But so you make a trade in anticipation for competing for that number one pick. And that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, so you're, if, if it's a rental, you could rent a player, right? Right. right. Just to go for the number one. Right. It 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 actually it, it opens it up, right? You you yeah. a, a new type of buyer is out. Yes. There. Yeah. So I think I think someone that was said that it's going to hurt trading, and that's the opposite would probably happen. I I think it would make the more middle level teams like right now the St. Louis Blues. Um, be more open to trading because they'd be like, well, we're kind of at both ends of the spectrum here. We could either trade up to try and get into the playoffs or we could trade down for future assets because we would have a better shot at not making the playoffs, getting eliminated sooner, and then start earning points after that elimination. So I think it's a win-win-win all across the board. If you do a search for uh hockey gold plan adam gold you know tanking uh you know there's articles on sportsnet for this there's reddit discussions about it you know it's it's not some secret you know that's uh that's out there it's 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 been discussed at length and uh so it's uh this is this is cool all right, I've, uh, I've got to share because again i've we've all hung out with adam we all know adam um so one of the first times i ever met adam in person um because i'd known him from the Let's go blues radio or let's go blues.com forums. Um, I had talked to him on social media before, but he started coming out when we started holding these, uh, the ponder cup, uh, tournaments. So in 2015, uh, so for those that are unaware with the, the way that works, uh, it's individual signups. So people sign up for the tournament. Um, it's in one day tournament. And then we get together like the weekend before and we draft teams. We have people fill out questionnaires, figure out what kind of player they are. And then we have five, six guys, whoever many teams there are, uh, draft those players uh, in a bidding system. And so Adam showed up and I had never, none of us had ever met him before. He had signed up for the tournament. And I saw his name and I was like, Adam Gold. I'm like, I think that's that winning unlimited guy in Let's Go Blues forums. <laughs> and uh, so he shows up and, and he introduces himself. I'm like, oh, Adam Gold, it's so nice to meet you. And we we talked a bunch that night. And, you know, he got to know a lot of my hockey friends. And um, then we uh, um, uh, we were we – were, uh, I had a couple drinks, let's just say. It was at a bar. I think it was at Buffalo Wild Wings in Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, no, shocker. And so we're sitting around draft teams. I've got the beers flowing. I've had a couple too many. And Adam's like, so you know about the gold plan, right? Which I had read about, but I didn't fully understand it. And I didn't know he was the one behind the gold plan. And so I'm like, yeah, I know what the gold plan is. And he's like, so you understand how it works? I'm like, no, not at all. 
So he just starts explaining it. And and again, like he's he's a math guy. So he's like pulling out, you know, algorithm talk. And I'm just like, whoa, slow down, bro. And I'm like, so I even said at one point, I go, why do you know so much about this? And he goes, because it's it's my plan. It's the gold plan. And I'm like, no, no, bro, no. And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, the gold plan. And he like pulled it up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's you. And he starts telling me about it again. I'm like, you gotta wait till I'm sober, man. I'm not <laughs> I'm not ready to understand this yet. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, good stuff. that was my introduction to to Adam. And and you know, we've we've been friends ever since. A lot of my hockey friends all know him because he plays uh he plays beer league. And um, yeah, just I'm so again, I, I can't express how happy I am for Adam. This is something he has worked toward for a long time, and and I'm very happy that it finally paid off for him. There's a, uh, I just found a, and I can't really listen to it now or watch it now because doing the show, but there's a, apparently a video uh, on the hockey news, uh, which was posted today and they're discussing, should the NHL adopt the PWHL's anti-tanking goal plan? So I don't know if anyone's seen that, but I'll share. I don't even know what they say. They could be for it. They could be against it. I don't know, but there it is in the chat. Uh, yes, both Facebook and YouTube chat was posted. Um, and I'll add too that, um, we are working with, uh, uh, we're also working with Adam to get him on for an interview as well to kind of break down the gold plan even more for those that may not understand or want more clarity. Um, clearly there's a lot of wheels turning right now at the PWHL. So we will, uh, we will hopefully get him on sometime soon, maybe even over the summer and uh, we will have Adam break down the plan because it is it's fascinating and it's really cool and glad we're going to see it I don't live. Think, I don't think I've met anybody who was against this. Have you? Have you heard about anybody who was against this? I, I'm sure there's somebody in Reddit. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's Reddit I was going to say, I've well, seen comments sure on like hockey news, <laughs> like, but I don't count that. That's not. That's just people who are pissed at the world and want to naysay everything. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, and, I and it's say, funny because you think, on the internet. You think about yeah. it, and you know, it's like, um, it, you know, it, I guess for me, it's like I'm trying to think. Like, I know the guys that in our hockey circles that play with Adam all love it, and it's like, well, do they love it because they know Adam, or do they love it because it's a good plan? And I'm like, I mean, no offense, Adam, but it's like, I think it's because it's a good plan. Like, I don't think it's just because they're like, oh, I know the guy that did that. Like, they learn about it and they're like, holy shit, this is the way to go. It's, well, it's perfectly logical. So it won't happen, but it's it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I want to see it happen. So cheers to Adam. Congrats, buddy. Clang, clang, clank, clank. All right, clank, so we clank. will move on with some Blues talk. Uh, so not a good week for the St. Louis Blues. They go 0-2-1. Uh, they shit their pants in Detroit. Uh, they got spanked <sighs> 6-1. to A lot of ass puns there. Sorry about that. Um, in this game, so... Uh, if you're going to go pun... What? If you're going to go pun, go ass. There you go. Always. <laughs> Isn't that the phrase? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> So okay, I've got two. I've got two stories going into this game. So first, um, I had a friend text me so a week ago today, Thursday. It was like Thursday morning, and he's like, "Hey, 
couple of my buddies and I were getting in the car. We're going to the, the Red Wings game on Saturday in, uh, in Detroit. Um, I had a buddy drop out. We've got a ticket already. He's like, can you go? And I'm just like, dude, I, you know, 12 years ago, yes. I've got a kid now. I've got a family. Just drop in at the hot, to drop of a hat to go to a Blues game in Detroit. I just can't do it anymore. Sorry. Good luck. So I turned the game on about seven oh. minutes late. I'm like, <laughs> I had stuff going on. I was trying to get to my, like, oh, the game's got to, I got to watch the game, got to watch the game. So I finally get downstairs. I turn the game on. I'm like, all right, here we go. Blues afternoon hockey, then city. This is going to be a great fucking sports day. And it's three nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, you know, you, fuck. you turned it on. You said seven <laughs> minutes in. So I kid you not. The Blues probably had possession of the puck in Detroit zone, maybe 10 seconds during the first six plus minutes of that game. They, they did not, they were awful and they couldn't do anything with the puck. They would bad pass here, bad pass there, over skating this, over skating that can't get out of the zone, uh, turn the puck over. It was awful. And they couldn't, get across Detroit's blue line. After the puck did cross the blue line, it was a dump. Yep. And Detroit brought it right back in. It was awful. It was some of the worst hockey I have seen the Blues. The first six minutes, some of the worst Blues hockey I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Jeff talked earlier about not getting angry and yelling at the TV. This was the game that crossed the line for me. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I was yelling at Pareko at one point. Uh, who I've thought has had a great season, but oh god, yeah, I I was he, so angry. He was rough this week. He, he was rough this week. There was every, a, a, everybody's going through a rough patch, except Zachary Bolden. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna talk about a, a play a play Pareko made in the Winnipeg game a little bit later, but yeah, he he had a rough week. And, well, and so I'll say when I turned the game on, it was three nothing. The very first thing I said out loud was, "Woo." Glad I didn't go with my buddy to this game. <laughs> How it? I mean, yeah, I, I, I have after thought. the first. Go ahead, Bill. I, I had that talk too. Like we, when we went to Nashville, how pissed would we have been had it been the other way around? We got the spanking, right? And at least with the Nashville, you could go out and just drink on the strip afterwards, and you know, maybe you could drown your sorrows. Yeah, ah, <laughs> sorrows. Get it? Ah, uh, ah. But uh, you know what? After the first six, seven minutes, they they played better. But still, I mean, they, and they, they played better. Uh, and then that 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 well, that third goal killed them. The one off Fabry's shins, that clearing attempt. That they the Blues grab the puck, clear it right off Fabry's shin, right in the goal. Yeah, Captain. <laughs> yeah, like, and then the fourth goal. Yeah, and the fourth goal to uh, almost close out the first period on the power play uh, to bring it. That sucked. Mm-hmm. That was just, I mean, that was a power play goal. It was just, it was a great shot, but that, that was a backbreaker. Because to me, I thought the Blues were playing better after the the, first, the horrible first six, seven minutes. They were playing better, looking pretty good, getting a lot of chance, some chances. They could have had a goal or two. And then that fourth goal just like completely just took the air out of me, the wind out of me. I was like, that's it. Game's over. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys are aware that uh, Patrick Kane now has more goals, 28, assists, 44. And points seventy two against the Blues than any other active player. So the if you're looking for Blues killers, uh, enemy number it's one not Connor. is Patrick Kane. It's not Connor. Connor's not Connor. Gotta be up there, right? He's yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Get, dude, fucking gets one or two goals every time he plays us. Yep. Um, and so, now Hyman too, right? 
Yeah, so yeah. Hyman, Hyman's a forty goal scorer. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> get to that later. Uh, so now at this point, the Blues have lost three of four. Uh, but the one bright spot in this game, and I do hate when this happens in a game like this. Um, Zachary Bullduke did score his first NHL goal on a very nice shot, and it was his twenty-first birthday. So congrats to Zachary Bullduke who uh, will never play in the NHL, according to Kirk Price. I never said that. Won't play 36 you know games in the NHL. It was like 36, 38 games. That was my, that was for the, now in the, for the blues. I said he could go elsewhere. Now, uh, what uh, this, at least when he scored this goal, it was four, nothing. Then it was four to one. Mm. And at least it was early enough in the game where it was okay. Four to one. It's within reach. We can celebrate it. Right. Yeah. Four to one, he can celebrate the goal. It wasn't like uh, it was you know six nothing, and he scores with thirty seconds to go. You can't celebrate that goal. Yeah, he could celebrate this one. That was I, I felt happy for him that he could celebrate it. Yep. So in this game, Detroit uh, outshot the Blues thirty four to twenty three. Uh, Jordan Binnington was in the starters net. He made ten of fourteen saves. Joel Hofer came in uh, eighteen saves on twenty shots. Uh, on the power play, Blues were zero for two, and Detroit was one for three. So uh, just a a forgettable game to be sure yeah. uh, in Detroit. Yeah, no, I, my, my thought watching that uh, debacle was they thought it was the morning skate. They, yeah, they played right. with the intensity of a morning skate. It was just, yeah, they, well, it was an 11, it was 11 a.m. Right. The, they thought the uh, Red Wings were wearing no contact jerseys. That, that's <laughs> right. 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 We can't hit them. No, right. it's to me, um, you know, the, the troubling trend uh, with this team is just the, the lack of the, the lack of maturity uh, from the key players on the team. Not being able to get out for early games uh, was the one that stood out to me in this game. Yeah. Ken Morris says watching the Red Wings game was worse than watching a rerun of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Uh, that show I, is, I love that show. It's good. I know, but that show has not aged well. No, 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 no. It it's not. it's really bad, yeah. and it's just more corny than funny mm-hmm. now. Really bad, corny. Uh, but I, I like to remember it as I did as a kid, yeah. where it was funny. And I, I, I will, I won't watch it now. But that's how like, I am. Is uh, least... with, with that's how I am with Fraggle Rock. I don't know if you've seen that as an adult. Uh, I haven't seen it lately. It's a bad. Is it bad? It does not age well. It <laughs> it's is. a kids show, though. I it's know, but like, I can still watch like old Sesame Street and laugh. Or um, Animaniacs Sesame Street is, is a great, great. one. Um, oh, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. There's some adult jokes in Animaniacs. Yes, there is. But Fraggle Rock <laughs> does not hold up. It it does not. No nurse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, at least with Gilligan's Island, you you would get to see a little bit of uh, Ginger and Marianne, right? But that was true, uh, very true. They missed the boat. They never had them hook up. No, that's a shame. They missed the boat. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Nice. Is that intentional? Uh, that it's an ass pun. It's an ass, it's pun. An ass pun. There you go. That, <laughs> that is the single greatest Gilligan's Island joke has been told. <laughs> On Let's Go Blues Radio. <laughs> we uh, will remain. <laughs> yeah. It may be the only one ever told ever in the history of ever. Um, so, uh, Ken is Morris it, had a crush on Ginger. Pun, isn't that a uh, Rasmus ass pun? Place for the, uh, was it the Florida Panthers? I thought that Rasmus Aspen? I think it's Aspland. <laughs> oh. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, team Ken Morris uh, had a crush on Ginger. When he was a youth, I was a Marianne kid myself. I'd go either way. I, 
Ginger, I found Ginger uppity. Put your like, hands nah, together. Off. Put your hands together. That's the way I see it. And uh, Gilligan was all about Ginger, but she wouldn't give him the time of day. Uh, Pinky in the brain, yeah, that's good stuff. That is something I heard every day of my life in high school. Uh, was uh, hey Jeff, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I used to hear that <laughs> all the time. I sure am, brain. I think so, brain. <laughs> but how are we going to get Donald Trump into a tutu? It's <laughs> such a good show. It was God. a good show. All right, so on to the next game. Blues lose their second straight, four to two, to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Blues at this point uh, have been outscored twelve to three in the first period in their past seven games. Uh, Bull Duke did almost bring this game to within one goal, but hit the crossbar with about nine minutes left uh, in the third period. Uh, just that sucked. Yeah, I thought, man. I mean, at that point, it made four three. It's like there's a more meaningful goal for Bull Duke, but. Yep. Ah, so unfortunate. Uh, and then also in this game, uh, I thought I wanted to call out something that Coach Bannister did. Uh, I thought after the, uh, I think was it Brendan Dillon put the uh, the Jets up two nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. He made a smart call, and I thought he responded right away and said, "Let's put the fucking power line out there." So the, he puts the Blues top line out there, um, and Pujanevich picked up a rebound off a Scandella shot. Uh, the Blues were relentless in the ozone before that. Uh, multiple times the Jets had chances to clear the zone, but the Blues just hovered and, and smothered them all over. They could not get the puck out, and then Booch Davich taps in the rebound and uh, pass Brassois. And the Blues end up uh, cutting the lead to 2-1. to one. Um, Just thought it was a very smart play by Bannister because I think a lot of times you're looking for your energy line to come in on a two nothing score right after a goal and get some, some offensive pressure. Then you cycle in that first line. I think Bannister was like, fuck this, go out there and score a goal. And uh, well, that was well played. 30, 30 seconds after yep. um, Winnipeg scored. That was a, at the time it was a huge uh, response goal. That was, that was big making it two to one. And they they kind of broke it down in the replay on the, on TV. Uh, about how Bushnevich uh, made a point to go to the net. <laughs> so uh, and and it was great because uh, it, they they showed him uh, cycling uh, cycling up out of the corner and then and then heading to the net and just being Johnny on the spot for that rebound. So yep, uh, good uh, hockey sense there by uh, Bushnevich, who uh, a good chunk of his fan base uh, once traded. That's that's unfortunate, but to uh, a little broader context for that goal uh, rate, Cairo and Thomas were benched for the third period in the Detroit game. One shift, one shift is all they got. So, you know, Bannister was uh, was taking out the the dry powder and throwing them out there, told them to go for it. They got it. Uh, Unfortunately, couldn't uh, couldn't get anything going after that. Yeah, so hey, you know, Winnipeg was a uh, was it? I, I think they showed the, it was the last sixteen games at home. They're fourteen and two, something like that. So, uh, but Winnipeg is a bitch uh, to beat in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah so they are <clears throat> right, um, and and they're they play, um, you know, like an energized team. Uh, they're bringing in players right now. They brought in Monahan. He had 
really great, you know, found himself in a great soft spot for his goal, um, got an assist. So first two points is Jet against the Blues, unfortunately. But Winnipeg is playing very well right now. Yep. I'm going to agree with Justin Scott here. <clears throat> uh, people acting like the games in Winnipeg and Edmonton were awful. I don't think they were awful games. I think the Blues... Uh, they didn't look terrible in these games. I think Winnipeg, Winnipeg played very well. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Blues were in the Edmonton game the whole way. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I mean, just uh, mistakes hurt them. And uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I thought they I looked better against Edmonton than they did against Winnipeg. But uh, but still, I, I didn't I didn't think it was like the Detroit game at all. The Detroit game was just fucking terrible. Yeah. At least a good chunk of it was anyway. And uh, but yeah, the Winnipeg and Edmonton games were much, uh, much more competitive. I thought. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just think the result is probably just what the fans. I are, think are Bannister talking. said. Uh, I think it was after this game, the Winnipeg game, uh, that he said that the Blues only made a few mistakes in this game, but every one of them ended up in the back of their net. And I, I agreed yeah. with that. I thought overall well, they had a good game. I mean they they outshot uh, Winnipeg thirty eight to thirty two. I thought Brassois played a very good game yeah. in goal. Uh, the defense for Winnipeg is insane. They're they're great. Um, and they're just – something I love well, about Winnipeg, and I say love as in a hockey fan, not as a Blues fan. Something I love is that um, – is is watching the way they play defensive and, and uh, uh, breakout strategy. They are so big and smothering. They just do not give you ice at all. The minute somebody gets a pass – there's some at least one guy right on them, and it's just it's mind-boggling when you see it because you're like, eventually, if you cycle, you're going to get somebody open. Like somebody will pop open somewhere, but against Winnipeg, it is hard to do. And it's one of those things, like Bannister <clears throat> said, that you know he feels that you know they they only cap they capitalized on the few chances that they got in terms of Winnipeg. I think it's the same for beating Winnipeg. You have to capitalize on the few mistakes they make. And it's just hard to pick out mistakes in Winnipeg's game right now. And you can't allow goals like Hofer allowed to Connor. Oh, I thought that, I thought that goal was, was terrible. Awful goal. Um, and the whole sequence was, you know, Winnipeg's broadcast, which is what they have on the highlights uh, at NHL.com for this goal. Um, they said bad change by the blues, not, it was a bad turnover Yes, at the blue line yes. by the blues. It wasn't a bad change. It was, a, it was the turnover that got him. So, and then they quickly passed the puck back up and, uh, Hofer allows that soft. You can't allow a lefty to score from that angle, uh, far side on le- coming on left wing. Agreed. That is awful. Yeah, a righty. He's got a better angle there. But a lefty scoring far post from that angle, that's terrible. For me, it's like, and and Bill, you know, obviously we want your opinion here. But for me, I see that. And I'm just like, how is that even possible? Like, I'm a lefty. I have never scored from that angle far side. I've I've scored short side. Like, picked a a really weird corner, you know, between the, the arm and the post. But, like, and that I would at least be a little more understanding. Like, Okay, it's a lefty. He found the one little hole the goalie gave him. How is he scoring far side there? That makes no sense to me. That net should be covered. 
Yeah, no, that that's that was uh one of Hofer's weakest efforts on this season. Um, you know, it just you shouldn't give that up. Um, very similar situation in the Edmonton game, and this is one of the points I was gonna make is you know, as as far as the blues not learning from mistakes. Um, they repeated it in the Edmonton game, but at least in the Edmonton game, you have a you know the best player in the world forcing a pass through for the force in, in Bennington got a piece of of that one, but Hofer's got to stop that right. If if there's one save that has to be made in this game, it's this one, and he didn't do it. And that was a yeah. Breaker. And if, if he if he makes that save, and if Balduke doesn't hit the crossbar, a lot of what ifs, right? So I mean, it's just right. Uh, you know, the game was probably a little closer than what. You know, maybe some fans want to imply it was, but uh, but yeah, I well, mean, just, just like like and Bannister was right. You know, I mean, the mistakes hurt him, and sometimes games, hockey games are. We've talked about this before. A series of mistakes, mm-hmm. some worse than others. Yeah, but it's really who capitalizes the most on the other team's mistakes. If and if, 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 if there is if there is a game where neither team makes a mistake. That game is ending 0-0 and going to a that, shootout. That yes. game has never existed. No, yeah, it's right. there, never there have been a couple of them. What, I, there, there was, well, no, no, no. I mean, right. a mistake-free game. Yeah. That's never happened. No, but but the the limited mistake games are 0-0, right, yeah. and go go to a shootout. I think the, the Blues and Panthers played one of those about 12 years ago, um, if I recall. But... The yeah, it, it it was just not, you know. I Ken Morris put in the chat, you know, Hofer playing in his hometown. I thought that was the right call. I thought, you know, of the two games, this, you're going to give Hofer the Winnipeg game. It's it is his hometown. He's going to have an emotional boost. Um, spoiler: um, Save of the week comes from this game from Joel Hofer. Uh, we'll get to that later. But uh, I I thought, except for the Connor goal, um, you know. I, I wouldn't really fault him. Um, the the no. the Dylan shot from the point was he was screened, right? Yeah, he could. I like that shot. I like that it, shot. It was that shot was shot. Right. tremendous. Right. Yeah. And I think he picks. I think he picks it up. But the fact that it was so well placed, mm-hmm. it was kind of unsavable. Right. Yeah. Just because he, I mean, he picked it up after it comes through the screen because it was the screen was out high. Yeah. But but it's so well placed. He can't make the save. I right. could be wrong, but I believe the Winnipeg broadcast said that shot was 96 miles an hour, too. Like, that's a I hard they said, shot. They said, I listened to it before the show. I think it was 88. Yeah, it was, oh, was, it was it? upper okay, 80s. I'm thinking of something else. It, okay, it was still, though, 80s. that's still a hard but, shot. But, yeah, the, yeah. the placement. And and for, for a goalie, blocker saves are always going to be the hardest, even though goalie sticks are now about three ounces and not the 12 pounds of lumber that I used to carry. <laughs> they weigh less than a Pinewood Derby car. They do. It, <laughs> it is insane. It is insane how like goalie sticks are. That is always the most awkward thing because, you know, you're, you've got to hold it. You've got to hold the stick while getting the blocker up. It's, yeah. it's a difficult motion to do. Dylan made a great fucking shot. Oh, I mean, just credit, yeah. credit where credit's due. He, that, that was, you know, I, I, also play defense and when you get a when you get a shot you get you get it perfectly placed from the point it's there's no better feeling in the world 
So yeah, you go bar down from the point. Yeah, it's like fool. I mean, they're good luck saving. I that. literally think of of the thousands of games I've played. I think I've gone bar down on a slap shot from the point maybe once, and it was well, bar down with a screen. Yeah. Bar down with the screen. Mm-hmm. He's not making the save. No, I mean no. Un- unless uh, unless he's out of position, right? Standing up, he's not making the save. Yeah. Um, I want to add on talking about the the Connor goal, which we've kind of broken down already. But I do want to say because Kurt, you did bring up, it was a it wasn't a bad change. It was a bad play by yeah. Kapanen. Um, Blue line turnover. That yeah. I lost it. That that was okay. Talking about being pissed, I was pissed because that was a horrible play by Kapanen. I mean boneheaded Eric Brewer type play where they're they're, uh, (laughs) The blues are breaking out on a three on two and Brandon sod, which by the way, the Winnipeg broadcast just keeps calling him sad. Sad. I'm just like, God, (laughs) come on. Yeah. So (sighs) sad is, uh, is breaking up. And then I think it's Brendan Dillon. That's defending sod and Kadri or Kadri, uh, Kapanen just floats this, nothing idiotic barbaric pass to sod but it's in fucking dylan's feet he just kicks it up to his stick slides it up to connor connor races in as the defense is changing and scores horrible it's a three on two but it's well defended at that point because you know your defense is going for a change just send it in get it in the fucking zone or carry it yourself he could have carried it a little further and he just fucking yeah. makes this horrible pass. And that's one of those plays where, and I'm getting back, if he's, when he's getting back to the bench, he better have got a fucking earful. What the hell are you doing? You got to get that shit deep. You can't just, I mean, that is an easy turnover for the Jets. And you know what? Horrible play. You know what is interesting is that a defenseman or a player, a skater, will get chewed out for a play like that. But if a goalie comes back to the bench uh, during a whatever in, in between periods after the game, he's not getting chewed out by anybody, is he? Bill, you ever been chewed out by your coach for, for allowing a bad goal? Oh uh, yeah, during the you game? have okay during, I, so, during a game um, in between periods. Yeah, I have. Wow. See, to, okay, man, okay. man, wow. So to me, okay, so I I was always ultra uber sensitive uh, about goalies. I never wanted to get on a goalie from my one of my goalies ever because I I don't want them getting losing focus or getting pissed at me or overthinking anything. I just you know I was always trying to be super encouraging, uh, even on <laughs> on bad goals against. I was just like you know what I mean. I, of course I would say things and murmur on the bench, <laughs> but you know to the goalie I'm like no it's always super encouraging stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm a little, I mean, I guess that maybe it's a thing. I don't know about get about chewing out a goalie in between periods for allowing a bad goal, but the, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. You don't want to mess with the goalie's head. Right. Yeah. You, you totally don't. You, you don't, especially because, it, you know, in, unless they're a total egomaniac, if, if they're more like me, we, we know when we fucked up, you don't got to tell us. And when you do tell us, it makes it 10 times worse. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So, uh, again, blues, uh, 38, 32 shots. They take the lead there on that. So rare to see the blues at this point, uh, outshoot the opposing. It's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? I told you last night. No, there we go. That one was correct. 
I was just going to do it. Yeah, right I got now, it. We're good. Um, so, uh, and hey, I even cut myself off there. So uh, good. That was impressive. Thank you. Impressive. Thank you. Uh, so Hofer again, uh, he makes 28 saves on 32 shots. I said on Twitter and I, I, I stand by it. He had a so-so game because uh, again, Bill, Bill already, uh, spoiled the fact that, um, his save of the week comes from this game. He had a couple really nice saves, but he also allowed, I did not like obviously the goal against Connor. There was a goal later. Um, I don't, was it Perfetti that scored? I think it was the fourth goal. I follow. It was I follow. I follow. Yeah, was... where it bounced off the backboards, and then it came back out, and then he just <clears throat> sweeped it in. I felt like Hofer did not have the net covered like he could have. No, he it was it was five hole on Hofer. I follow banked it off of Hofer's inner pad into the net. Yep. Yeah, and he tried to squeeze his pads together, and just and it just yeah, pushed it in. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, that was that was and, and and the right when I saw it, I thought that's Vincent Riendo. Yeah. <laughs> any any goal that bounces off the backboards comes in front and goes in. However, that's Rando to me. I'll, I, that's like that, that trauma. That goal against it was Detroit. I think it was playoffs. Traumatized me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, that game. Oh. I to me to me it's Patrick Laleem, Martin Roshinsky for the Rangers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Back of the head. <laughs> off of the backboards. Off of Laleem's head into the net. Uh, yeah. Laleem had some. Did, did I ever? That was at Schmieder's house. I was at Schmieder's house for that. So that was 2005, <laughs> right? 2005, 2006 yes. season after the lockout. Worst year in Blues hockey. Um, I know I've told the stories before about me going to these games and because uh, that was, it, you could literally get in for like five bucks and sit anywhere in the arena because nobody was going. Um I got to say, all right, I got to tell a funny story because it was this game. My dad used to go with my friends and I, and we would all go together, and my dad would be the DD. My friends and I would just get shit-faced, and we'd have a great time. So um, there was this these two groups of girls. They were both sitting about eight rows above us or in front of us. Nobody else around them, nobody else around us, just completely empty section. And... Um, we told our buddy Justin, who at the time was like, never would talk to women, like scared of girls. We were like, hey, you should go up and hit on those girls. And because he was so drunk, he was like, yeah, all right. And we're like, he's like, what should I say? <laughs> and I just go, I don't know. I'm like, maybe you could like use the milk line. And he's like, the milk line. So he does, which I don't know if you guys know what I mean. So we see him. He. Goes down the aisle, walks down. We're like, no fucking way. He goes down to these two group, these two blues fans, these two girls sitting there. They had obviously had a couple drinks too. And he, he goes down and he just goes, Hey, I know milk does a body good, but uh, damn, how much milk you've been drinking? Oh, God. <laughs> God. I couldn't believe That's he did bad. it. And we laughed our asses off. They laughed their asses off. And up, they're married today. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's how he met his wife. No, uh, we ended up partying with these girls after the game. They thought it was hilarious. And, yeah, that that is the one positive memory I have from that game against the Rangers. I guess that line probably relies heavily on delivery mm-hmm. and how you say it. Because exactly. if you just go out there and just say it, you sound like an idiot. Uh, you've got to really lay into it <laughs> just to make it over the top stupid on purpose. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've got to really be like animated and character yeah, right. when you say it. Because yeah. if not, it just comes yeah. off as what the fuck? 
I, you, and that's that says <laughs> Justin Scott. Wow, you're describing me, Jeff. You fucker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, His name is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and, it, and it's a testament to uh, how uh, what's the word uh, stressful uh, uh, it is for men of a certain age or any age really to go up and talk to women um that that lines like this have to exist to like have stupid icebreakers yes it's just to get a foot in the door just to you have to have like prescripted shit to to come to the uh the plate with with women it's just so i don't think i don't think women truly understand uh how stressful and difficult and awkward it is for most guys to just simply approach a woman or even make eye contact my god uh, it's just insanely hard. Do you, yeah, that's a sick that. goal. Are you watching the LA game? Holy Bill? shit! What a pass by Kopitar! What like what presence of mind for Fiala to even try to put that puck in? He's already like, he's, he's well, basically he's like, on on the board. Yeah, and and that's out in front of the net and taps it in. That's the funny thing about a goal like that is you see that, and if that goal doesn't connect. And Fiala's fucking skating behind the net. That's where like people are like, Jesus, what are you doing behind the net there, man? But he hit himself perfect to go to make a beeline to the net and put in a that, perfect pass from Kopitar. Well, that that angle, he was he was like the he received the puck. It was like two inches out in front of the end red line, mm. and it's like he just oh you beautiful ninety nine. 99 out of 100 NHL players missed that shot. Oh, 100%. That, that was a thing of beauty. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you is. I don't care who you is. You missed that shot. Uh, so in this next game, Blues cough up a 2 nothing lead. They lose 3-2 in overtime against the Oilers. This was last night for us. If you're listening to the show on Friday, that was two nights ago. If you're listening on Saturday, that was three nights ago. Um, so my first point is, Zach Hyman is a 40-goal scorer? Oh, apparently. Who thought it? I mean, that's crazy to me. I When they said when he scored his first goal and it was 39, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That guy, he could get 50 this year. That's crazy. Well, think back to well, think back to save of the week. Two weeks ago, Jordan Biddington on Zach Hyman. And at that point, mm-hmm. he was at 32. So yeah. he is on fire <laughs> right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reminder to me. I mean, not obviously Hyman is a much better player than this, but um, it's a reminder to me about having a guy like McDavid on your yeah, line. Yeah, it helps. Um, Chris Simon. He's putting up a crazy amount of assists. Chris Simon, like 20, of all people. 26 games without a goal. or No, uh, 14 games without a goal, but 26 assists during that period. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, I Chris Simon with the with the Capitals that year he put up was it 30? Because he was on a line mm-hmm. with Adam Oates, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that dude didn't sniff five goals. And the year they put him with Oates, he all of a sudden can put well, the puck in the net. It's like Patrick Maroon in Edmonton. Yeah. Yep. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the Chris Simon thing, bank that for a future puck doku. <laughs> uh, so the Blues are 1-4-1 and one in their past six games after this one. Uh, unfortunately, a loss in overtime, which we'll talk about that OT goal here a little bit. Uh, Nick Letty. Uh, I got to say this. And, and Kurt, you said Nick Letty's been okay. I disagree. I think Nick Letty's been awful. I am. Really? I think he's been okay. Oh, I, he, a puck moving, he's fine. 
I think skating and puck moving, he's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, my God. He plays too much to be able to because yeah. he's not a defensive defenseman at all. I just, give me Tory Krug defensively over Nick Letty. He is a fucking pylon defensively, mm. and we keep seeing him on the PK. I don't get that. He doesn't. And, and listen, again, world-class, ridiculous pass from Connor McDavid to, to Zach Hyman on the first goal. But Nick Letty's not doing anything. He's standing there letting uh, Hyman have that ice right in top right. of the crease. You got to tie up a stick, get your skate in the lane, whatever that, you could do. He's not doing well, anything there. Yeah, and he was uh, – Hyman had position on Letty. You can't let that happen. Right. Uh, he, I mean, he's between Letty and the, the, the passer, and – Letty's fucked, you know. He's he's and and that happens. You've got to just hack his stick in two and take a penalty, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you 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 can't let him get that shot away, or hold him or something. But he didn't either. I, I didn't like I didn't like that play by Letty at all. No, he was no. he was he was uh, out he was uh, out positioned, and uh, cost us a goal. Yeah, I uh, you guys did the Islanders post game show last week, but I watched the Islanders broadcast for that game. And, you know, obviously, Letty being a former Islander, still pretty beloved, I think, uh, in the Islanders community because he played really good hockey there. Um, but uh, they made a comment about, like, look at the strides he's moving at. He's still got the feet. This guy looks like he could play uh, forever, at least another 20 years. And my comment out loud was, God, I certainly hope not. Well, I mean, he he is a he's a very – Moving the puck up the ice, whether it be you know passing, skating, uh, carrying it, he's really good at, at transitioning the puck up the ice. Um, and that's, I guess, where my comments are coming from. Defensively, in front of the net, yeah, he has he has coverage issues and gets out muscled. But I, it's like, um, and I'm not saying he's a great defenseman. I said he's having an okay year. Where I guess where his puck moving and and whatnot has kind of. You know, it's up here, and his other responsibilities in the zone are down here. So, in, in the end, it's like, yeah, you know, he's okay. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you. Puck moving, um, getting out of the zone, even offensively, like in the offensive mm-hmm. zone, he's fine. I have no problem with him. But you need your defenseman to at least play defense. No, I agree. And yeah. I feel like he is the worst defenseman on this roster. No. Like, in terms of defense. <clears throat> that... That could be a, a, a decent point um, outside of Tyler Tucker. Um, <laughs> but my on on that goal, right, I, I brought up earlier about how, you know, I, I, the Blues, you know, one of the things I thought going into this game was about the Blues not learning lessons from previous games and the, uh, the bad turnover at the blue line with the, you know, that leading to the broadcaster saying bad, um, you know, bad line change, the the McDavid goal or the the second Hyman goal, right? Blues didn't learn a lesson from the previous game, turn the puck over while making a bad line change um, happened in this game. Zach Hyman, go back to the save of the week. You know, we, we couldn't decide which one to go with in the the Edmonton-St. Louis game in St. Louis, right? Because Zach Hyman got left open in front of the net twice. And on the same shift. On the same shift, and McDavid found him. And 
going into this game, that has to be a point of emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> I I actually and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Right? Letty should have known that pass was coming and he let Hyman get inside and Hyman didn't fucking make a mistake. He didn't like it, it was a little bit of a broken play, but he immediately pounced on that and and put it upstairs on the blocker, which is what he didn't do in the previous game. He learned a lesson the Blues did not. And I thought that I I I will agree with you here. Nick Letty was terrible on that play. You knew that was coming. Yep, agree. Uh, you mentioned the turnover. Uh, we talked about the Kapanen one the game prior. Uh, this one really actually ticked me off more than Kapanen because one, this is a player who has had a great year. Um, but that uh, that that second goal uh, that Hyman scored uh, was beginning of the second period. Um, Blues had a couple lapses getting the puck deep and players going for line changes on defense. Uh, right away, I think it was like within the first minute, the Oilers had a real good break-in chance that Bennington stopped. Uh, but then the second goal was just because, again, the Blues just not getting the puck deep. But again, the player that caused it is what pisses me off more. Um, it was Colton Pareko. Uh, it was because Pareko, he took the puck, read it his blue line, and he flipped it up into the air um and and you know was basically trying not to not to ice it and you know lift lofted it into the oiler zone fine play you know get it get it a little bit in there hope your forwards go in for check create a play he he does that instantly beelines to the bench i'm sorry you can't do that you just can't do that cuz you put it right on the tape of the oilers defenseman so he lofts it into the zone skates to the bench and then the puck comes right back to where Pareko was. And he is already going to the bench. It leaves Falk and Krug out left to dry as they're trying to come on and, and make up for his terrible mistake. Well, and uh, again, I'm going to, uh, there has to be, puck there has to be blame on Robert Thomas here too. Cause he, he was brain dead on this play. And as soon as he saw Pareko hoist the puck, he skated to the net. He didn't wait to see where it went. That that was a That's terrible true. line change. Here, here, this I, I'm and I'm going to disagree with you, Jeff, on the problem with this play. What a shock! The problem with this play <laughs> was, in fact, not Pareko. Pareko did nothing wrong here. And hear me out. Neighbors was offside. If neighbors stays onside. This this pass the flip pass was fine. Neighbors goes in ahead of the zone offside. Referee goes uh, linesman goes up arm offside. So him and uh, I think it was uh, Bushnevich uh, had to curl back out of the zone. If they were onside, they would have had a play on the puck. That and they're battling for the puck. That defenseman does not have all the time in the world to corral and make that pass up the ice. Um, I don't think Pareko expects those players to go offside. If they stay onside, that play never happens because they're, they're, I, they're, they're then battling for that puck. And I've, I, 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 I even slowed it down and watched it. I'm like, yeah, if he's onside, he may even get to the puck first. It just, it was just I, a bad decision, bad puck awareness by neighbors to be in the zone ahead of the puck. He had to curl back, couldn't play in the puck. Defense grabs I, it. Right I'm not going to hard disagree with you on this. Um, I see your point hundred percent. You're right. Um, the only thing I'll say is as a defenseman, when you loft it into the zone and you see that it's going 
two goes straight to an <clears throat> Oilers stick. It wasn't, though. It, 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 but it did. No, no, only because Neighbors peeled off because he was offside. If he wasn't offside, yeah, but but, he gets the puck first, is, probably. But what what I'm saying is you don't just loft into the zone and beeline to the bench. You loft it into mm-hmm. the zone, make sure things are going to work out. Yeah. You give it a split second and then go to the bench. To me, it was flip, go. And it was, no, you flip, make sure things are, that the Blues are at least going to contest for the puck, then go to the bench. I, I think there was no decision I, making there by Pareko at uh, all. It was, I'm going to flip it and go. I understand what you're saying, but I think the vast majority of the blame goes to neighbors just because Pareko, Pareko, did, Pareko I, I, did his job I, on this play. And yeah, he mm. should he have waited uh, an extra two seconds to, to see how the play pans. Uh, uh, sure. He he could have, should have, maybe, uh, but I think this is on neighbors. Neighbors create. If neighbors just stays on side, you know, and knows where the puck is. My my point is, as you as you loft into the zone, and I'm even fine if loft it go. I'm fine with that. But what I'm saying is, watch the play. The minute that you notice that there's not going to be a Blues player contesting for it the was, puck, though. you stop and you go there back. Was, though. I, and he did, he didn't. He wasn't watching. He went straight to the I know bench. that's what I'm saying, but there was a player contesting for the puck. I mean that's if, if, if you go, just go back and look at it and just look at see where neighbors is and this play and say let's say he is on side. Just just take a look at it and and uh, and I did. Okay. I, what I'm saying is you by the time the puck is on the stick of the oiler we are seeing the play turn the other way instantly because it was offside. The Blues players had to curl back. At that point, Pareko should still be halfway to the bench. He was already at the bench at that point. To me, you're not sprinting to the bench at that point. You're waiting to see if there's a contestant for the puck. And if there isn't, then That's also, you say, okay, uh, I'm going to wait halfway and make sure the play's not turning right back around. I, 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 again, I see where you're coming from. I just think I, I, I mean, I'm not saying Preco is not partial to blame. I think neighbors is, if you're going to cite like a traffic accident, you know, percentage of blame, I'd say neighbors is like 70% for this as opposed to Preco 30. I'd say, I'd say 60, 40. Okay. Break for me. It's Preco neighbors. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm 70, 30. I'm the opposite of the seesaw. So. We're close yeah. though. We're close. We're close. <laughs> you're you're almost. No, I, you're, you were this close to being right this show. You get there. Oh God! Here it is. Here it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Another beauty, uh, beauty of a goal in the uh, LA Vancouver uh, game. Oh, I turned that one off. Great sure. passing play. Quinn how many times? How many times you see that goal though? That pass that comes from the left. A righty receives Ooh. it on the right side and cuts across to the left, and the goalie's like doesn't know where it's going to go. Backhand, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. backhand just slides in. I feel so bad for goalies in those plays. Yeah, yeah, you're left to hang out and dry on that. You just have to hope the puck hits you. Yeah, you just sprawl out, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. Some amazing passing by. And he got he got a piece game. of it, right? It looked yeah. like he got a uh, hit the 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 uh, skate blade <clears throat> got a piece of it for Demko. Yeah, I almost called him a Themko. <laughs> good old, good old Datcher Themko. Uh, Justin Scott says Preko had a few turnovers, but if you watch some of the plays on the boards, he didn't have any support from his forwards to help get the puck out. Um, I guess from my perspective uh, during this discussion that Jeff and I had, uh, support from the forward staying on side was my my take on it. So, 
Yeah, that's true. And I, and again, I you're right on that. Is that you know neighbors has to stay on site. Yeah, and, and that and that's what and that's that's why the defenseman had time to corral without any pressure and then throw the puck back up the ice when the when the defense went for a change. So there was a a, a comedy of errors there. Uh, that allowed for a minute there, I thought it, it sounded like you were getting ready to say piss, <laughs> piss bucket. <laughs> yeah, the, the little piss bucket play of the ice. Yeah, operation <laughs> piss bucket. So, I, I'm proud of you, Kurt. You said comedy of errors instead of monkeys fucking a football. Monkeys fucking a football. Yeah, well, because yeah, I mean, I think monkeys fucking a football to me is like equal blame for everybody. <laughs> I, I guess yeah, to me it's true. to me it's uh it's one's more than the other. So good news from this uh, game. Thomas has 16 points in his past 10 games. That includes that Detroit game uh, yeah. when he got benched. So uh, Thomas, 16 points, three goals, 13 assists in his past 10 games. That's, I mean, again, goes to show where this team would be without that top first line or that top line, specifically Thomas, slightly Buchnevich, slightly Cairo, uh, them being able to produce when they do because so- – they have been great when you need them. Yeah, I think Justin said in the chat earlier that uh, Thomas and Pareko are getting overtaxed for being the only consistent guys for the most part of the season, and I can't agree more with that. Um, I think I've, we've seen more more mistakes, more more lackluster effort from Thomas than we have Pareko over the last few games. But uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this uh, you get a a nice two day break before the next game, um, and people can reset and recenter. But uh, yeah, uh, Thomas, Thomas and Pareko have been, you know, and, and neighbors, I think have been the leaders of this team uh, for most of the season without them. We're totally screwed. Do you know what is, uh, has been a little interesting to me to watch Thomas. Uh, I have not seen the eye popping assists from him lately. It's mostly been, you know, uh, he makes nice plays. Don't get me wrong. Uh, very nice plays. But man, it seemed like last season he would make the eye popping pass, like through four people, you know, through the slot, you know, back door. Yeah, I haven't seen those kinds of plays for him as much this season. And I'm not sure why exactly. He's putting up a ton of points, and he's been you fantastic. You think part of it might be the fact that he is he is the elite center on this team 100% now, and he's getting top defenses against mm-hmm. him every night. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, I, yeah. I think that that goes into it. And and he's also, you know, like, like we saw with his, his power play goal in the first period in this game, oh. right? he's, he's Extremely. drawing people to him and knows when to shoot the puck. You know, he's learning more when to shoot the puck rather than pass it. Well, this Kings Canucks game has gotten boring. Well, not boring, yeah. but it's a blowout. Five right. one now. It's, it's going off the rails. Yeah, I'm starting to feel bad for Thatcher Demko. <laughs> He's getting left to hang out and dry. I mean, yeah. it looks really good, but it's like I want to see a close game. I mean that that yep. that last goal, the pass, like you got a guy breaking in between two defensemen, and the Kings guy just threw it. Um, I forget who made the pass, but threw it and like I know the Canucks aren't going to stop this pass, and it goes through the legs of the Canucks defenseman off his skate right to uh, Moore, who comes in with a backhand goal with uh, Demko backing up a little too quickly there. Yep. 
Uh, so my last point on this game, and and you guys are welcome to overtime add goal? anymore. Uh, yeah, overtime yeah. goal. Um, for me, and and I'd, I'll admit I didn't see it. Uh, so for me, I um I watched ninety percent of this game live. I had to watch the rest uh this morning on replay. Um, because I had a hockey game last night myself. Um, but um, uh, so I did not see the overtime goal until I got home. Um, I didn't see the negativity around this by blues fans uh, originally until actually I think it was Kurt. You said something in the chat maybe about it mm-hmm. um, to me. When I saw this play, I'll just tell you my thoughts. When I saw this play, the overtime goal, and then actually there was a play right before it uh, where Connor McDavid had a real good chance uh, where he stopped right in the slot, just kept stick handling yeah. and then had a shot and uh, to me, this was this was Connor McDavid being Connor McDavid. Like that, that is my analysis of this goal. This was McDavid getting the puck on a rush in the neutral zone, which is where I think he plays his best hockey when he is just skating the puck up from the neutral zone. He beats basically all three blues, comes in from the wing, gets a shot on Bennington. <clears throat> I think maybe, and I, I okay, I'll say I understand some people saying. Maybe that's a save Bennington should have, but that is a world-class shot. And Bennington got a huge chunk of it, but it still found a way to the back of the net. You know, right away we saw Bennington's head just go up to the uh, ceiling. If um, Bennington gets I, nothing I on I it, personally, it goes wide. I, really? Mm-hmm. You think so? Uh-huh. Yeah, his okay. totally. It, his, so that's probably, his, that's probably why he reacted the way yes, he did. His jersey catching that slowed it down and spun it into the net. Here's the, here's my thing with that whole sequence is that um it kind of reminded me of of uh of uh uh, uh oh, what's his name um uh, for Colorado blown by Cairo uh in the playoffs in center. McKinnon. McKinnon. Um I thought Thomas uh played McDavid lazy. Uh, in the neutral zone when he was skating by. Thomas just kind of just gave a couple strides and gave a little wave at him with the stick. That was, I, when I saw that, I'm like, whoa, just letting him go. And then Kairou takes him as it comes into the zone. And as soon as he engages with Kairou, Kairou stops skating and just kind of glides and then just kind of waves the stick at him and reaches out. And I'm like, and then McDavid kind of just goes past Kairou and gets the shot on goal. And then it goes off Bennington and in. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? I was like, are we we not going to like play hard against the best player in the world? Uh, I thought, I I don't, I I didn't understand what just happened. I I mean, uh, Thomas, especially I'm like, what do you give an effort? I I thought uh, the effort by Thomas was lackluster, was, was, uh, was lackluster. I'm not the only one, Justin. I'm not the only one on that play on that play on that play. It was lackluster. Uh, very much so. It, like almost no effort, and then uh, Kairu gave a little more effort. But again, it's like get stick on puck. What are we doing? Are you yeah. just letting the guy get a shot? I mean, he's the best player in the world. Like to me, that's disrupt. Get a stick on stick, stick on puck, something disrupt him. Yeah, I, I didn't know the that. only credit that I'll the only credit that I'll give these two players is I think you're just you're you're overthinking when Connor McDavid's skating in on you and you are trying your best to just mm-hmm. anticipate what he's gonna do. I, and it just leaves you in this fucking basically like a out of body of experience oh, where you're just watching and you're like, What do I even do? Here? I get it. Like right. I don't even understand I get it. what I'm supposed but to it, do. What do I do with my hands? I get it. I don't know what to do with my but hands. That, but that <laughs> but that still doesn't excuse the fact that they did it. I mean and it and it no you know, they gave him a lane and I didn't like it. You're that. right. I didn't like you're that. right. 
So, right. so I think I think part of it is David recognizing that he's got two guys that have been out there for an extended shift, and he yeah. he took them to the wrong side, right? He, he took them to to where they could not optimally break up the play, and he took advantage of that. And Bennington over overcommitted to the near side post yeah. and tried to bit. cut that off way too much. Yeah. Slid out of position a little bit of the Jakes there. Um, but world-class shot, world-class shot. And I think, I think too, that, and I think was Bennington, they asked him about it. Did they not? I, or I think, and I, and I, or maybe I'm, I'm reading an analysis of somebody else at the, you know, uh, Conor McDavid is coming in and he's going, he's, he's going wide. And so Bennington thinks, well, his only options are five hole or short side. top shelf, uh, right. short side. No, it's, and so he, so he goes, so he does cheat that way. And it makes sense, right? But, but, and, and, but it does hit his jersey and then go in, you know. And Bill said it, it probably goes wide if it doesn't hit his jersey. So that, that, that may have been the case. But uh, either way, you know, it was, it was that area was exposed a little bit. So, and maybe he felt like he had to cheat. And again, that made the Connor, Connor McDavid effect, right? You got to cheat. You got to anticipate. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. You got to do that that you wouldn't normally do against other players because he's so good. And um, he just beat my two best offensive players. Yeah, well, yeah, but with your mm-hmm. two best offensive players not giving a solid effort there to stop him either. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I had, to, I mean, I, I, again, I didn't like that those issues for the same reason. Kairu didn't skate uh, uh, against the. I forgot his name again. What the fuck, uh, Mc, uh, McKinnon. McKinnon. God damn McKinnon. it, uh, McKinnon. The same, same kind of thing there. So. Macklemore. Macklemore. I, I don't know. Why. I can't yeah, remember McKinnon's guy. name. Motherfucker. <laughs> McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, fuck Jesus him. Christ. The guy who eats kale. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> I can't Mike remember Kadri. his goddamn name. Yeah. <sighs> it's so funny because I respect his talent, but he's a guy, like a guy, a person that I know I would just yeah, hate if I knew him. Me too. And I don't feel that way about most hockey players. Like, that's one that I'm like, I would fucking hate talking <laughs> to this guy. <laughs> Uh, so again, in this game, uh, shots were 35, 34 Edmonton, very, very close game in, in every way of the game. Just again, like you said, uh, or like maybe I said, I don't know One of us said it, the Connor McDavid effect, uh, just a great game in overtime, uh, McDavid making excellent play after excellent play Hyman putting pucks in the net. Uh, otherwise I think the blues walk away with this one. The Thomas shot at the beginning of the game was beautiful, uh, to, to start the scoring, uh, but the Blues just could not hold on to this one. But like you said, I think this isn't three of those Detroit losses in a row. Mm-hmm. I think this was a bad Detroit loss followed by a good game, but a loss in Winnipeg, and then a good game, but an overtime loss in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I think we will see a bounce back from the Blues Saturday versus Minnesota. Uh, we'll see. But I do think that uh, this is not a, oh, my God, we're doomed this is awful. They're not going to make the playoffs. I think this was just luck of the draw. Two good, well-played games that the Blues just could not win against Winnipeg and Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. Makes makes the oh. Detroit game all the worse because that was the game you needed points from, and we yeah. didn't who, even show up. Who uh, yeah. was it? Nate, was it neighbor, Bull Duke, that got robbed by Skinner? That amazing save. Uh, the, the blocker uh, save, across the crease, flat-out dive. Uh, uh, split. It was. I'm pretty sure it was neighbors. Was it neighbors? 
I think it was. I think it was Paul Duke. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm. I, it, either way, agree with <clears> that, doesn't matter. But doesn't matter. That that Bill and I are so close to being right. That, right that was that was a game saving <laughs> uh, save. Uh, but, yeah, that was yeah. That was yeah. late. No, it was no, third period. Go back. Amazing to the, save. Right. Go back to the Nashville game, which I thought was a poor game for the Blues, but the uh, goaltending on the other side has been better. Brassois was better than Bennington. Uh, or sorry, Brassois was better than Hofer and Skinner was marginally better than Bennington. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, I, I mean, Skinner won. had a great game. I, yeah. Bennington had some tougher saves to make. Not that, that, yeah. That third goal was, was tough. Yeah. For him yeah. To the, the worst, the worst goal of those last two games was the Connor goal. Against over, yes, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, not a, not a question, hundred percent. That one cannot. I don't care who it is shooting that puck. That cannot go in. <laughs> That's that 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 can't uh, go in on beer league. That's got to be stopped. No, no. So uh, power plays in this Edmonton game. Blues one for three. Edmonton one for two. Go ahead, Bill. I was I was going to segment. You know what wasn't a bad goal? Was the save of the week? Yeah, save of the week. Yep. And uh, Bill, take her away, sir. All right. Let me go. Let me maximize the screen, boys. Here we go. All right. (laughs) For maximum uh, content. Maximize. Maximum content. Look at that beauty of a bucket on Rick Wamsley. Uh, (laughs) So the goal, the, sorry, the save of the week. Jesus, I'm. Taking myself, off to a great start. Taking myself out of my own segment. Save of the week comes from the Winnipeg game. Second period, uh, Winnipeg up three to one, and uh, the save is on Nito Nino Niederreiter. Easy for me to say. One of the best names um, in hockey. Yes, um, I, I saw an analysis article on what the Jets need this week, and the the conclusion was they need another Nino Niederreiter, but you already have him. Why do you need another? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Nikolai Ehlers, great seam pass over to Morrissey. Or no, that's not Morrissey. Who is that? That's Perfetti. Perfetti finds Niederreiter alone in front. This is a great dissection by the Jets. Just picking the Blues defense apart. You know, it Scandella and Falk out there and. and Ehlers finds the scene pass across to Perfetti and Niederreiter pushes off Scandella, allowing himself to be open in front. What I want to focus on for Joel Hofer on the save is just the, the fluidity and the, the, the compact motion, right? He's, he doesn't overslide. He covers what he needs to cover. He anticipates the pass coming back across because he sees his defenseman committing and he gets down, cuts off the lower side, makes an amazing save. Um, you know, it, it's it wasn't as highlight reel, um, I would say, as the uh, the the glove save that that he had later in this game. Um, play again, there, Bill. You you want me to go go through it one well, more time? Well, I mean, well, we, you can yeah. take the whole video time, but I think it'd just, just be bit. nice as you're talking right. to, to see what had, you're talking about. I had a question about this, Bill. That, and I've kind of wondered this too. Is like, is it, is it, is it, is it uh, a conscious thing for a goalie when they go from post to post 
like here, he slides the post post and hits the post. Like he stays yeah. inside the post. Yes. Or, or if they're outside the post where they slide past it. Now, is it on purpose to go from post right. to post with that? Or is it, or what's, what's preferable? For, for me, it was always wanting to stay within the post. Right. Okay. Using using that touch, knowing when your skate has contacted the post. Right. That's that's where we want to stop your motion, because otherwise you're going to go Jake Allen and slide into the corner. I guess it depends um, where the puck you anticipate the puck being. If it's going to be up high, you might want to go past the post because you're going to right. If it's going to be right. low, you obviously want to stay inside the post. Right. And, right. and he's he, that that's correct. He's reading this play the whole way. The, what I love about Hofer on this is he's got eyes on it the whole way. He yeah. knows what's happening. He knows, right, he, that Ehlers has found that cross corner pass, but Perfetti's not going to shoot. He knew that that pass was coming across and he got over and cut down where you know, where he expected the shot was going to come and he read it perfectly and uh, was compact, I, stayed within the, within the goal frame and cut off every possible spot in, unless near riders able to go roof right here. That's tough though. It's impossible. That's super right? tough. Right. It's, it's, it's a fairly, fairly routine save, but just perfection. Oh, Come on! What Jeff? is that about? This, this is not the Jeff Bonder show. <laughs> it um, should be. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it just just such great form, right? It just he he it was it was the right save for that play. Um, nothing too flashy, but read the play perfectly and and executed. I so what I what I loved about this play from Hofer's perspective, you mentioned that he knew that pass was coming from Perfetti, but he didn't cheat. Like you no. you know the pass is coming, but you still can't cheat because if you cheat, Perfetti's gonna look up and be like, Oh fuck, I got short side all over, and he's gonna just take the shot. You know he's not thinking shot, but you still can't cheat because you don't want to give him that space. So he still is playing Perfetti like he's gonna shoot. But he knows his mind. I've got to get over in time to stop this play when he passes it. So uh, just perfect timing, perfect read from Hofer for me on that. That cross ice pass uh, down low he, was fantastic. I mean, both passes. Ears, well, both passes fantastic. But that first, uh, yeah, yeah, the first one set it up to where to where the defenseman had to then try and defend the pass. And then uh, uh, the Winnipeg Jets player pull, uh, uh, pulls off, backs off, and then the, the great second pass. And it's like, man, that was a great play uh, from Winnipeg. And then in a great save. It was a, it, that was beautiful hockey. That was a right. great setup, was. great save. Right. Yeah. In in the context of the larger game, right, this this keeps the game at three to one. Um, right after this, the Blues went down and had a great chance. And, and – um, yeah, Laura Bourgeois made a beautiful save to keep it, but we cut it. We cut it to three to two, and it was a very important save in in the larger context of the game. We just couldn't get back to even. Oh, if that's if that's a four one game, he scores on that. It's it's a Blues don't have a chance at that point. Right. At that point in the game, it's over. Right. At that point, you're you might as well turn the TV off. It's done. Um, yeah, and I'll say, man, I again as a as a skater, as a forward slash defenseman when I play, 
uh, the you, I think Bill, you said uh, dissected. That's a perfect word. Dissection of the Blues defense. I mean, they picked them apart on that play. And again, as a hockey fan, I see that and I'm like, that's fucking beautiful. That's what you want to see out of your team. So, uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Saturday versus Minnesota. This is a evening game, I guess, five o'clock. Uh, so we don't don't call it an afternoon game. It is an evening game, but it is at five o'clock. So uh, I love that because we're going to have Blues at five, and then at seven thirty, you've got uh, City, right? Yeah. So Blues at five, then get your butt over to Sports and Social for the VIP party. Right, and you can watch the city game there. I think, or just get to Sports and Social early, hang out at the bar, watch the game, and then mm-hmm. join the party when it starts at eight. Yep, yep. Tell them you're with the Kurt Price VIP party and get your bracelet and get your discounts. Sports and Social go. Ballpark Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Monday they play the Philadelphia Flyers and in Philadelphia at six o'clock. Uh, Hopefully Tuesday the lights. Are... Will... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, did you see that, Kurt? No. They had a power outage there in Philadelphia. Did they tonight? Mm. <laughs> I didn't see that. It was last night. It was last, last night. night. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they had a transformer burned down during the game. Yeah. Did they continue the game or no? They did. They paused it. They continued it. Um, but yeah, certain corporate sponsors probably gonna want to walk away from that building before too long. At least they didn't. Uh, uh... If I had to guess, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so Tuesday, uh, again, back-to-back games there. So Monday, they play in Philadelphia. Tuesday, they are at the New York Islanders at 6.30. Uh, this is all part of the East Coast swing that they will be doing the one time this season. They'll also play after that because we'll probably have a game, uh, show on Wednesday. So from Thursday to Monday, they will also play New Jersey, the New York Rangers, and the Boston Bruins. Excuse me. Um Closing up the show here, we will talk about the NHL trade deadline coming up. Uh, It is Friday, March 8th at 2 o'clock p.m. uh, Central Daylight Time. Uh, The past couple years, I've done something, either whether on Discord or an actual live show uh, on that day. I am unsure if that's going to happen this year. I hope it will because I usually take that day off. But uh, got a lot of stuff going on at work. Friday, March 8th. uh, It's at 2 o'clock. I so, will. I will probably on probably be on the Discord. So yeah, I might just take a half day. So work till about eleven, and then uh, yeah, and then that way I can be available on Discord, and maybe we'll do a show. Last year, you uh, Austin and I did a uh, after the deadline passed, we did a show and just kind of talked about a couple trades that happened. Uh, maybe we'll do something like that. We'll see. We're undecided. It really. De- it, it honestly just depends if the Blues do anything. If they're silent, um, I don't think we'll do much of anything. But like Kurt said, I'll have my Discord open. Um, we're at, uh, is it Discord.com slash, let's go, let's go Blues.com slash Discord. Right. Correct? Correct. 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 Yeah. Right. And so if, if you've you... never been on Discord, it's a great uh, program where you can just join and we'll just, kind of how we do, how the three of us do this show, we'll just be on there. And if you want to come on and talk Blues hockey with us, you want to talk trade deadline, whatever. We're open. We'll just be talking. So I think at the very least, that is something at least a couple of us will be doing. Unlike other Discord uh, uh, programs, we will not be divulging national security secrets. Though. True. <laughs> that is true. Um, that's another word I say. I cannot say correctly. Discord. I say Discord. 
Discord. Right. I say Discord. It's Discord. Discord. Right. What are, Discord. Discord. I, have, I say, like, I say Dis- Discord. It, I don't know. Yeah. What the fuck? I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. I put the right emphasis on the right syllable. syllable. That is why uh, I will. Choose it now. There's a word. Um, there's a there's a word, and I think I've said it on the show that I cannot say properly. Uh, we all know Traverse City is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is uh, internship. I cannot say that correctly. I cannot <laughs> say it correctly. That's, that's that's like burying a dead person. Internship. Yeah. Intern. <laughs> intern. Yeah, like you're at a hospital. Yeah. Intern. Internship. I have to literally say it as slow as I did in order to say it correctly. Internship. So do you guys, uh, are you guys on the trade Buchnevish vote? Vote? No. No. Me either. I, no. And I, I, and if they, if a team was interested seriously and the blues were interested in trading him, uh, I think he would bring quite the return. However, uh, I don't think the blues are really that interested in trading him unless they get blown away with an offer, which, you know, obviously I think we've always talked about if you're blown away with an offer, yeah, you'd trade anybody, right? I mean, if you, if you get a massive return and you get, uh, that's why wouldn't you? But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they would get a good return. I don't, but realistically, would they get a ton? I don't know. But I think the Blues want to want to hold on. They don't have to trade him. They they've got all next season with him if they want. Um, they could trade him in the off season. They can trade him next deadline. Ideally, this is what I want, and what I hope happens. I want to see them actually resign him this off season if they can rework the, rework rework move some money around maybe uh, maybe see if I maybe see if Krug wants to go to a contender at the trade deadline if the Blues are out of it if they're out of the playoffs come the trade deadline which. Right now, they're five points out with a game in hand on Nashville. So, uh, and Nashville rolls off six in a row, uh, which the most important game of the season, which I was talking about uh, when the Blues were playing Nashville. Yeah, fuck. Nashville has gone six and oh uh, since then. And then uh, the Blues have only won once. So, uh, yeah. And then flip flop in the standings, basically. Right. It, but that hasn't cooled the talk of UC Soros being traded. I know, which is. I, and they're thinking long term, which uh, which the Blues should be too. Um, so that's it. It's just different mindsets. The Blues traded Shattenkirk when they were like right on the bubble too. So um, yeah, or I'm sorry, yeah. Stasny. So yeah, kind of both. Both. So, but anyway, I I I don't think they'll trade Bushnevich, um, especially if they're like right on the playoff bubble. They want to make the playoffs. Right. I, ESPN published the the top fifty players uh, on the trade, you know, uh, potential trade candidates, and Bushnevich I think was three or four. Um, other Blues that made the list were um, Kasperi Kapanen and Kevin Hayes. I would and, love to see Hayes go. Yeah, I, for I would say that if if you get anything, like if you get a fifth round pick for Kapanen to it, you've you've oh yeah, uh, you know, anything he, for Kapanen. He was, he There's, he was a stopgap measure. He's no longer. He's not going to be important to this team next right. year. You expect Jimmy Snuggerud to take that spot? Yeah, get right. I, I I personally like in, in just thinking of like what's plausible, not what I really. What I would love is a lot different from what I think could and would be good for the Blues to happen. Uh, what I think I'm hoping for is a trade of Scandella. 
Um, and again, not because he's been bad. I actually have yeah. no problem with Scandella. Yeah. At this he's point. got value. He'd be, a, now. He'd, be a, yeah. he'd be a good rental player for a team with depth yeah. defense. He so really I think be. I think if you can move Scandella, just get a draft pick or something out of it, even maybe a defensive prospect in some way. Because you're not going to resign him, great. I don't think. Right? No, you're not. I would think so. They better not. They better not. With Unless he comes back for cheap for two years, like and move him down to the third pairing, and and, and uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't saying. want him back. Yeah, I would. I would take him back a two-year deal for two million a year, uh, and as long as you make other moves. So now he's a third-pairing defenseman. That's that's where yeah. I'm at with that. I don't want him. He's already a third-pairing defenseman. I don't. I don't. I don't want him. I just. Uh, in the, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. I think you've got other. It depends. You need to start finding holes in this defense so you can well, start filling it with young talent. To me, it. De- I agree with you, but it depends on what else we have to use on defense. If we acquire somebody or if we have other plans for whoever, um, if we don't do anything on defense, I think it would make sense to bring him back cheap. Uh, and that, that That's a last case. Uh, a it, last it, for, me, for me, it would have to be league minimum contract. That is the only uh, thing I, I he would He wouldn't accept. pay for that. I don't think he probably, million I know. Five. And that's I'm what I'm a million and a half. He makes, back. that's what I was, I said a million five, two million. That's where the ballpark I was at. Uh, I'm all for years. just getting rid of them, get a draft pick, and yeah, I, I that and I think if you can move Kapanen, I'm all for it. I I have fallen out of favor with Kapanen. It's so funny and, and Verana too. We saw what Verana did, yeah, right. last year, right? Like he came into the yeah. Blues and he was a fucking world beater. Maybe there's another team Verana, like, hey, uh, let's take on Verana for it and get a chance. Maybe he'll find lightning in a bottle again. Verona could have been had for nothing though. So yeah, right. but some player, some teams can't just take on that salary. So they want, they need I know. to make and, a trade. And, and it is less, well, trade or, and also it's less of a salary at the deadline too. Yeah. Cause it's prorated. True. So there's that. Yeah. So I, I, I want to see Hayes. I, I'd like, I, I, I'd I would, like to see Hayes go. Well, for me, like what is plausible and what could happen? Scandella, Kapanen, move from, move on from him, get something for him. Now, what I would love if we could move one of those defensive contracts that seem to be unmovable, I would still be happy to trade Krug, uh, Falk, or Letty if we can. Um, but again, that's not was typically a trade deadline move. I think that's something you look for more in the summer. Uh, yeah, I, I, and you know, with with Krug, you know, the the there was some speculation, probably just amongst fans, and we've talked about this that. Come trade deadline, if the Blues aren't in it, and a team who is a cup contender, legit cup contender, came knocking and saying, "Hey, you know, what do you want for Tory Kruger? What will it, will Tory Krug waive his no trade clause to come here? And would you point one to move him for whatever? Uh, you know, that's something we talked about, and that's a scenario that could happen as far as the Blues being out of the playoff race is concerned at the deadline, or they're just being sellers." And uh, maybe a team would want him because Krug's had a better year. I mean, he's he's he has some value now. I don't know about six point five, but he has value. And the Blues would not. I can't imagine them retaining salary no. on him for that long, especially. Um, so it'd have to be. They probably wouldn't get a whole lot for him at all because it's almost like a salary dump, a uh, player dump. So don't expect much in return for Krug if they do. If he does waive his no trade clause and we do move him. Um, I, and I would be fine with moving either Krug or Falk, to be honest. 
I would yeah, too. They're... Krug, Falk, Letty. Yeah. You can move out from under any of them. I'm fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Hayes. I want Hayes. I like the Hayes. I, I, I love Hayes that, now. but I just don't see there being a deal in place at a trade deadline for him. Yeah, three. Yeah. He makes three and a half million for the next for the next after the season. It's two more years, and I'm just I, I'm so frustrated with the way Hayes can just is constant. It's just a, he's he's a he is slow as shit. And he just can't handle the puck. He's a no. terrible puck handler. Now he makes a, he makes a nice pass when when he makes a pass, but he's just like actually actually moving around in the zone with the puck. He's god awful. Yeah, you put a guy on him, he's so bad. He's Kairu bad. It's just he's really yes exactly. Yeah. He he can't deal with it, and it's just I mean, or if he does come out of it with the puck, it looks like a monkey fucking a football. Oh, there the it puck. is. We got it, Bill. We got it out of him. So show complete. Yeah, and I'm just and you know and and earlier in the season he was putting pucks in the net a little bit and he was he was getting some points and that was great. But man, it's just he's just not a fluid guy to have in an off in in your offensive scheme. It's just I don't you he you can't rely on him to you know, receive a pass, curl around, you know, beat a guy and make a pass. He Positive do that. with him is I think he's a, he's good at face-offs, which is great. Blues are a great good at face-offs. team. Put and, him in front of the net on the, on the power play. And he's good on the yeah. PK. I, I like him on the PK too. But and he can be good on the power play if you if you if you put him in the dirty areas in front. That that he's a big guy. Yeah. So you know, so, he reminds me of Mike Eastwood. I I feel like that's what he is on this team. I think he's a more talented. Well. He's a more talented Mike Eastwood. Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit more little, talent. Mike Eastwood, to me, had zero value outside of faceoffs. Absolutely none. <laughs> he, At least Hayes is a semi. Eastwood, can, Eastwood was a good scorer. He, he, he needs to add three inches in all directions to his blade, though, to get the yeah, Eastwood comparison correct. That's true. <laughs> right. He's got to have basically a hammer on his blade. Right. A mallet. The, the, the dry sidle <laughs> blade. Yeah. yeah um, no, I... From the you know the the trade perspective, I w- I would love to see them unload um, Kapanen. Um, I think I I want to see Bolduc get some opportunity on the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, I Sunquist yeah, especially Sunquist later in the worked, season, right? Right. Sunquist worked for a while. It's not working anymore. I I'd like to see Bolduc try to take that spot in front of the net. I, I have see- a question about Sunquist. He's a, he's a free agent, uh, a UFA. After the season, do you want him back? Fourth if line. If he signs for the same money, oh, yeah. I'm in. And me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him on the fourth line for about the same money. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and honestly, okay. I'd even be okay with giving him a little bit of a pay bump because I feel like he he did take a a huge cut just to come here. I'd be fine with a, like him a million. I he makes seven seventy five right now. Yeah, I'd say I, I'm fine with him at one point seven five. That sounds. That sounds fine. One point seven. I was thinking. I was thinking one million total. Like one oh, and a half, uh, yeah. Tops. tops. I was thinking one point five mm. tops because I thought he was making and a million. All the urban chestnut he can handle. Yes, he signs it. <laughs> Just pay him in uh, city tickets mm. and urban chestnut. Now Blay Blay makes a million. Do you want him back on the fourth line? Mm, he has no. Let's... I, I, you know what? I bet you. I bet you, you could sign Blay for the league minimum. You could on the fourth line. You could. As, you, as you, you, what do you get? As a fourth get? forward who would allow to be uh, be cool with possibly getting moved down to the AHL, yeah, I'm fine with that too. But outside of that, don't sign him even for a million. That's I like I like you got, on the you fourth got some line. roster spots that uh, guys that could step up and take his role. Who on the fourth line? Who 
younger guys put? that could step up. Uh, Mike, play the kids. Keen, play the kids. Well, no, like Keen Washkarunk <laughs> is a guy who's playing really good hockey down in the AHL. You could move him up. Um, you know, and then, of course, you got guys that and, – and kind of my point with moving Kapanen, we mentioned Bolduke. He's already kind of seeing some time. Let's see Zachary uh, Dean. A, Let's see Dean get mm-hmm. some time up here and yeah. see what he can do. Yeah, but and, he's not gonna but not gonna play fourth line though. And if Minnesota gets bounced, snugger. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, I, again, that's no, the storyline I'm no, gonna be most interested in, I think. Again, though, no, they're not they're not gonna be put on the fourth line, really. No. So I mean that I, I'm strictly coming from, you know, if, if we resign Belay, fourth line guy. Uh Sunquist, fourth line guy. Mm-hmm. So Torpchenko, fourth line guy. I, I I like that fourth line. Yeah, but do you, do you would you rather have Walker or Blay as the fourth line guy? Oh, give me Walker. Interchangeable. Interchangeable. I take Walker. Mm-hmm. I take uh, Walker. To me, to me, Blake. Blaze Blay, a Blaze a Blaze a, a bigger guy. Hits offensively. Yeah. No, I'm not I even talking about offensively. A, I think overall, he's a bigger guy. He hits. He's not hitting as much. He doesn't as he hit enough. Fast. Yeah. Thank me, you, Bill. One hundred percent. Let me see. Let me pull up the things here. Well, oh, how, we how don't need stats. We we know the eye test here. Um, no, he leads plays, leads the team in hits. Yeah, but it's, 152. That's fine. But I'm saying I don't think in 44 games played. Oh my God, Kurt, he's missed games. What we're saying, I'm just saying, I'm just there's saying. still times where it's like he could be going in with a monster hit and starting the four check, and he doesn't do it. I'm just saying. I don't care what the fourth line guy. Saying. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying as a fourth line guy. I, I would like him. I think he's a good option on the fourth line. Uh, obviously, you, you, I'm up for improvements in the off season. That's, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, if 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 something else, okay, well, let's go after this guy or that guy, or maybe we'll bring this guy. If 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 Blay seems like a return for like the league minimum, I'd absolutely do that. Yeah. Now I I'd rather have, so, I'd like to have Walker and Blay and put one in the box. I'm fine yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm that, with that. that. I mean, that works. as your twelfth and thirteenth forwards, hell yeah, I'm sure. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's that's just, kind of uncomfortable. I prefer life. Walker. I love Walker. Walker. I love Walker. I think so, Walker too. serves a nice little role in this team. Not every not every single game, uh, but I think you plug him in. You know, uh, you know, I don't fifty sixty games. I think he'd be right. good. So talking in the chat about Torpchenko, he has he has solidified his role on the I third like, line with this team. He's he, he, yeah. he shouldn't go anywhere for for a while. He's he is who we wanted Blay to be. Yeah, I um for me, I uh I think I mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago that I ordered uh, my Jake Neighbors jersey, which is still not here, of course. Because forever he's going to take fucking six months for a jersey to arrive somewhere after you order on NHL.com. Um, hey, that's hey, the side point. corporations, it's 2024. Stop saying supply chain issues. Fuck yeah, you. I'm right. sick of you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it, for me, it was between three players. And it was Neighbors, who I got, uh, Sunquist. And the only reason I didn't go with Sunquist is because I'm unsure of his future here. And honestly, Torp Jaco. Because I love his game. He's he's mm. so much fun to watch. And he's one of those guys you notice. like Kind of like Walker, too. You notice when they're on the ice. And, right. and I like Blake, that in a player. There, there are games you have to ask, is he even in this lineup tonight? Yeah. yeah. I, and I agree with you. He, he has taken a step back in all aspects from last season, especially with, with the Blues. What about Alexandrov? He's a, he's a RFA. So... Mm. 
this offseason. Yeah, he he had an okay game against Edmonton. Yeah. Not, I I yeah, mean right. to me he's a to me he's kind of like a dime a dozen guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with him the first time he was up here and I thought, "Ooh, this guy might be the Sunquist of the future." But I have not seen that in at least was it he Yaskin's best friend? Wasn't that wasn't that his was his he really? Tie-in? I don't. Somebody, he's only don't he's know. only twenty three. He's only twenty three. So I mean, was it a you know, he, I, I, I can't. Was it barbershop? That was. Yes. Nah. I I can't see Alex. I he's twenty three years old. I can totally see the Blues. They're gonna they're gonna qualify him right. So I, I and and at least he'll be playing in Springfield. Dimitri asked so, and Ivan Barbashev formed a close bond during their season okay. of junior hockey in Moncton. So yeah, that's who yeah, it was. There okay. was. Okay. Yeah, because he was hmm. he was there when Barbashev got drafted, I believe. Um I was at that draft. Hmm. I don't remember. I drink a lot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, so Friday, March 8th is the uh, trade deadline. So a week from tomorrow, if you're listening to this right now, um, otherwise, a week there has from been real quick. Friday. There has been there has been Bennington. You, have you you've seen people wanting to trade Bennington? Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that ridiculous? Dude, there, I, 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 saw, I, I'm not, I kid you not. And I'm sure you saw it, too. In 2019, the year they won the cup, there were people at the trade deadline saying, oh, yeah. trade this guy. His value will never be higher. And it's I, I, I what <laughs> I will never understand. And there's always people every single goddamn year. There are a chunk of people out there, vocal, the vocal minority on social media, that anything of value this team may have, they want traded. It's like, get something for him, get something for him. I'm like, if it were up to them, this team would be in a perpetual, never ending state of rebuilding. Yep. They would just trade all the 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 guys that have a lot of value for picks and prospects every time. And then you get a guy who comes up, oh he's worth he's worth a lot. Oh, we we can't sign him in two years. Get rid of him. <laughs> I'm like, do you ever want to have good players here for the long term? I mean, come well, on. and that's let, why let, I mean, I've seen people say this about Buchnevich is because like, well, you're not gonna sign him in two years. That's fucking two years. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like Jesus, and, and, the blue. And again, and again, it's it's very unlikely. Blues could go out and get Connor McDavid, and then you think Blue Davids then is gonna want to leave? No. Well, I mean, I've always hated that that oh you can't sign him in two years. But well, you know what? You could have all kinds of things happen in two years. You could have a guy demand a trade who's a high value guy and he leaves. Then you can afford him. You can have other trades. You can have a guy get hurt. You can have LTIR stuff. You could have. You could, and or the guy could fizzle, have a bad year. You could resign him for less. There's all kinds of stuff that could happen, and it drives me bananas when people want high value guys off the roster just because they can't sign him in two years, or just because we can get stuff for him. I'm like, yeah, you can get stuff for a lot of people. Doesn't mean you should always trade them. And I understand that they, you know, some people don't think because we're going to be competitive for uh, for the cup for a few years. And there's that, that that's a, that's a legit thing to talk about, but yeah, with goaltending, especially we, you get good goaltending. You don't just ditch it. It's hard to get. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, we have it. You don't want to leave. Just get rid of it. I'm giving comment of the show here to friend Ken Morris trade Bennington. No goddamn way. Too bad. We couldn't trade away fans. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. Amen. It's Ken. just, 
yeah, I it's and he's it's, having it's, a good, it makes you want to pull your you you want to make, yes. you want to make comments about you know us saying in the past that Bennington's had good seasons and well the stats say well the stats stats the stats, the stats. guess what his stats this year are pretty goddamn good so it's not just for a for where this team is for him to have the stats he has right on par very good and and so for people they're throwing out the stats argument how little have you seen that this year you know like because he's actually like we're getting stats because the defense is better so for me it's like Bennington is a big part of this team you don't move him Hofer's not ready for the number one spot no you know and And, and if this team really does want to compete in two to three years you don't just trade your starting goaltender yeah, and yeah, exactly. If, if so, let's say this team. Okay, we kind of retool a bit. We we make some adjustments, and in two or three years, hey, we're some people are picking us as a as a legit cup contender. Great, but then we trade Ray Bennington, and we're relying on is it Hofer or is it who is it? It's just like, I mean, it's maybe maybe in three years it's Hofer anyway. Maybe in two years, uh, three years, Bennington starts to f- starts to fall off a little bit, and we resign Hofer because his last year is he's signed through next year. So after next year, maybe we resign him, and then then I don't know. Then it's time for Hofer to take over anyway, and then Bennington moves to the backup role. I don't know, but and, and, and you did talk about putting the cart before the horse as far as that stuff goes. They wanting to move on from people who are worth something just because you can get something for him is the most backwards thing that uh, I can't stand it. It's been, and it, it's always happened. It's been going on for decades. I usually give praise to our live listeners, but fuck you guys. All I'm seeing is about, uh, we should trade ponder. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, Big Beaver says I'd trade Ponder wearing that flame shit. Yeah, I'm wearing a Flames hat. Um, little known fact about me, I think I said it on the show, so maybe you should fucking open your ears, Big Beaver. Um, oh, by the way, I thought you were. F- by the way, Big Beaver, um, be in town on September 20th. Uh, I am part of our 2004 Francis Howell uh, committee uh, for planning our 20 year reunion. And uh, that is apparently the date we are going with. So make sure you're in town for that. But anyway, um, that's not official yet. So I probably shouldn't have said that. But um, he's saying I'd trade Ponder wearing that flame shit. Little known fact about me, I am trying to collect hats from every team in the NHL. Unfortunately, I already have a Blackhawks hat. That was going to be the last one I was going to get, but I had a friend gift it to me. Um, So right now I think I'm sitting at 14 teams. Uh, and this honestly is one of my favorite hats I own. It fits well. I think it's cool. The the black flames logo with the red outline. Uh, so yeah, suck it, fake beaver. And uh, then also uh, Justin Scott says we should trade Ponder for not having season tickets. Guy is undefeated at the Blues games. Yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm going in two weeks. I can't remember who they're playing. Um, they played the Islanders here yet. Yes, I don't think they have. Yes, okay. they did. That was the that was last week. Oh, that's right. Um, yep. The yep. show you didn't make. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why you're getting traded. You don't show up. You miss practice. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I miss practice. Call me TJ Oshi. <laughs> um, God. Okay. Sorry, I got to look now. I I already bought the tickets. We're going. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm. Being a being one of those guys. Oh, the sixteenth, uh, Minnesota Wild 
It's a Saturday night. Ken Morris says, Jeff Burt, Jeff Burt, Jeff, Bill, and Kurt are the reason this is a great show. Uh, I will add to that, the listeners, uh, the interaction we have on the show uh, makes it kind of unique. And that's, yeah. uh, that's also what helps make this a fun show to do. Yeah, I, uh, yep, I, I've said that before. I, I think, honestly, Kurt, it was, uh, God damn, it was our decision years ago. I still remember we decided to do the um, the first live show. And I remember how nervous I was. Like, oh, my God, we're doing a live podcast? What the fuck? Yeah. And, like, I remember even dressing up for it. Like, I fixed my hair, <laughs> and I wore, like, a nice shirt. And now I'm like, you know, look at me right now. You know, I'm wearing a fucking power T-shirt with a Flames hat backwards. Yeah. Whatever. You know, and it's like... <laughs> This is, I don't think we'd still be doing the well, show if we didn't do it live because yeah, the I, fan interaction is one of the things I love the most. It's, it, it's, it's funny because when we did the show bef- before we did it live, we, we do it uh, over Google Hangouts, which was a, you could, that was a thing. Uh, and then we'd take the audio and we record it. Uh, we'd take the audio and we'd, and, and we'd uh, put it on as a podcast. It wasn't live. Uh, but, and, I noticed that I was like, oh, we're, we really don't have any downtime. This could be a good live show. We don't really, you know, there's not a lot of, of pauses or downtime or, or, oh man, we got that all wrong. We have to go back and change. You know, we got this up. That didn't happen. So I was like, yeah, we could, we could do this live. And then we, we did the tar- trial run. It went pretty good. And then we did it. And then we did some more recorded. And then we went and started doing a live uh, full time. Uh, like a month later or something. That was pretty. That was, I, I, I think it's yeah, funny. It was, it was a little nerve wracking. When you, I wish I still had the original recordings of our, our podcast because it literally was just like, okay, let's take a break. And we would just kind of sit there in silence and then it'd be like, all right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. And it's like, <laughs> why did we do that? We didn't need that. We could have just kept going. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was just a, like a, like a mental reset kind of a thing. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But we, we never really, I mean, I don't know how other podcasts uh, do it, but we don't, we don't, we don't really have the like. Okay, let's take a ten minute break. We yeah, I mean, I've that. guest hosted. You know, puck podcasts. A lot of times they uh, don't. So they have periods. They have their show purposely cut up, and the reason is because their second period is usually some kind of interview or some kind of special thing they'll do. So they first period it's all the hockey talk. Second period's interview. Third period they do listener emails. So they I I get why they cut it in the middle because it's like it's long. It's a three hour show. We're sitting here at two and a half hours and we've gone live the whole time. But like you know, and then I've done blues hockey podcast and they do like a lot of talk and they're like, okay, now we're gonna shift to this and I don't know. But for me, it's like let's go have lunch. Yeah, it's like for me, I just. I just enjoy just sitting here doing it all at once. And, and it makes, and you know, Kurt, it makes editing so much fucking easier. Oh, I mean, yeah. When you can riff and play off of each other and just, just it's constantly going, there's no downtime or, or major fuck ups or anything. It's just like, it's, and it's just so much. And then the, you know, having it live where people can actually, you know, comment along with the show and interact and stuff. And that's just a cool dynamic. Uh, I like it. And I don't, I don't think I would, I don't think I would do a, a podcast, uh, a regular podcast where we, it wasn't live. It's not, doesn't seem as fun. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about, I've toyed with the idea of doing like a monthly podcast, just like an interview or something and, and just kind of putting it out there. But like, you know, that's just more for, you know, shits and giggles. That's, this, that's a little different. This yeah. show, like 
I can't imagine doing a blues podcast not live at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just way more fun. Well, I mean, especially with sports talk, you get you have so many. It's like sports open line, the like the the call in radio shows. It's like you've got people who listen; they have, they have opinions too, so they want to just kind of give their two cents, and it's great to have that interaction. Yep. Uh, boys, I think that'll do it. This is let's, uh, let's wrap it this up. This is the episode. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're going long here. Uh, hard up against the end here. Um, Bill, you've been quiet for a while. Hope you enjoyed the show. Us, uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a great show. Even you know, I I I don't evangelize much, but I I I will agree with you, fellas, about uh, doing this live keeps it interesting. There's no other way Mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, if if we were trying to to can some shit, it wouldn't come off well. Yeah, no, no. Well, and and you remember, Kurt, when we first started, it was like there was times where you, me, or Jeff would would say. yeah, uh, you know, so the uh, oh, I, let me say that again, just a second, and then we would restart it, and it's like, why the fuck would we do that? Like, let's well, just keep going; it's fine. Yeah, miss talk; yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah, I, that was early on, though. That was that was our first season. Like, we were still, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. We just wanted to talk hockey. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, look at us now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, unless we don't, if we don't have anything else to add, we'll close her up. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Uh, visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. I'll add that I just made a order right before this show uh, for uh, my uh, my new my. Uh, uh, energy that I take every day. Twice a day, I drink this wonderful drink uh, called Energy. Check it out. RocketNetIDLife.com gets me through the day. Also drink it before hockey. It's fantastic. Uh, and by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Email him at Mike at StrikeWithMike.com today for all your home buying and selling needs. That's Mike at StrikeWithMike.com. Uh, that will wrap up episode 21 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, as well as the absent producer Austin, I'm Jeff Ponder and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go City. Let's go blues. I'm going to say team Bennington for life. Let's go blues. That's a good one. That's good. Bye. Love you. Uh, the chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus board at the war Memorial at eight. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to let's go blues radio. Now take off hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. The 
rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.